Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to For Geek's Sake. My name is Al Sterling in the studio today with producer Dan. Hey, everybody. Technical director Eli. We have protocol. We, we do. We do have protocol. Follow you, that protocol. We are a very professional podcast. You've goddamn troll. Uh, Liz actually not with us. Uh, so Like any longer? No, no, no. Well, probably. She's probably be back. Okay. Uh, so this was her birthday. And as part of her, I don't know if she wants me to share this or not, but I think it'd be oh. fine. As part of her birthday ritual, she actually has to uh, return to the place of her birth uh, and bring along with her That's a awkward. certain, well, you should bring along certain artifacts and they have to do something with them, but it has to be like at the moment of her birth. Otherwise, I don't understand exactly what goes on, but it has to do with prophecy. Hmm. So uh, we wish her the best of luck for that, both for her and for the rest of humanity. Uh, and I hope she has a great birthday. So uh, we also have with us, uh, we are so pleased to welcome back Mr. Scott Horn. Hey there, how's everyone doing? Uh, discussing just all sorts, as usual, we brought Scott on to discuss light, easy topics. Happy stuff. Super happy thoughts. Just you, I mean, tell you and Brad, you and Brad Hinton, man. Yeah, we just bring you guys in for the... This is fine. Uh, and the fine. draft master himself, Mr. Andrew DeSalvo. Got the mic as hot as the tension in this room right now. It is. It is. It is. It is. Hopefully that'll dissipate a little bit. Like a uh, we'll, we'll see how we do in the draft. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, this is episode 173. 173, of course, being uh, technical director Eli's old pager code. Uh, yeah. Oh, old cuts. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't think I was going to bring that up, no, did you? Seriously. Wow. I, reached, I reached back for that one. Uh, <laughs> we've, what I'm saying here is we've known each other for a long ass time. Since pagers were a thing. Since pagers were a thing, which for me, granted, went a lot longer than most people. Right. Uh, I had a pager in 03, and it was the bomb. I don't care. That pager was awesome. And uh, you'd had it since people were using the term the bomb. Yeah. It's true. And it's, for, also, for it's also accurate. And for our <laughs> listeners, 03 is after cell phones came out. That, well after. Yeah, well yeah. after. Yeah, there was already... What did the iPhone drop? It was before the iPhone dropped. 06. Okay, yeah. yeah. And it, was it was like sidekick time. Oh, yeah, dude. The sidekicks were awesome, too. Ooh. I wanted one of those so bad. Uh, anyway, uh, a couple things I got here for the opening today. First, let's talk about um, about Hero Spark. So you remember yeah. we had we had Phil from Game Changers. Mm -hmm. uh, Game Changers got into some. Like, I think we discussed it before. Yeah. Game Changers had a disagreement with another Game Changers in California who had more lawyers. Uh, so we they, they had changed their name to Hero Spark, but they're still doing just amazing stuff. And I was actually out there. We did. I'm now on their board, which. Is a very weird thought for me to it be is. on to be like on a board, uh, but I'm on their board, and I got to tell you, dude, like I'm constantly really, really impressed with the What's things your guys position are doing. on the board. Yeah, uh, I believe I don't think I have an official title, but basically I'm the asshole. Oh, okay, yeah, because the that, board that, is that full. Well, I mean, the, the, this this board is full of all of these folks that are really connected in Orlando, uh -huh. and they know. I mean, they're, they're incredible marketing and and social media and just. All of this stuff. And then there's you. Uh, and then there's me. Yeah. Yeah. So my goal, my role apparently is to just throw cold water on everybody else's hopes and dreams and uh, force them to look at numbers. Oh, um, okay. Feels, yeah. Feels like your day-to-day -day life in general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Basically yeah. just going squashing dreams. I think it's mostly, I don't know if there's, I don't know what the, what the business speak is for dream squasher, but that'd be me. So, um, but, yeah, but we're actually looking to do an event with them uh, August, September time. So we're very, very excited. We will keep all of you up to date on it because uh, if you guys got to attend our uh, Geek Street launch, 
this thing's going to blow it out of the water. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Wow. No, I'm very, very, very excited about that. So we'll, we'll have more details for you soon. What's this Geek Street thing you speak of? Yeah, man. Ancient history is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Ancient history. <laughs> like, pagers, uh, like pagers. Like, pa- like not pagers. Unlike, yeah. Not unlike pagers, true. Uh, and I have to... We, so we, we ran out of time with all the crap we're going to do today, mm-hmm. but I could not let Joss Whedon news slip past. Oh, okay, good. So I'm just going to cram this in, the part of the intro, pretend like it's not part of This Week in Geek. Uh, Josh Whedon is coming back with a brand new original series called The Nevers. We did that last week, like, actually. Uh, a, this, that was part of our, Oh, did we? That yeah. was part of This Week in Geek. <laughs> but also announced this week, Josh Whedon is going to be executive producing a reboot of oh, Buffy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, wow. Damn it, I wrote down the wrong thing in my notes. Yes, that was what I meant to talk about. <laughs> uh, so a rebooted Buffy, uh, she'll be black, yep. they've said, which uh, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, uh, We've had a black slayer before. Right, 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 right. And she was a badass, too. Yeah, she was. She actually whooped both of their asses, as I recall. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm down, dude. Yeah, I'm and it's going to fit the, the original mythology, but it so, is a reboot. So this is a reboot. Well, right? I was going to yeah. say, because if you saw, not, I mean, I'm legitimately don't want to spoil Buffy mm-hmm. uh, for the people who haven't seen it yet. But yeah, the end of that doesn't really leave a whole lot of room for, like, right. there can be only one slayer. I think that kind of falls apart towards the end of the. End of the run, but yes, I'm very excited yeah. for that. That's gonna be good. Yeah, and the and the the, the showrunner they've got. So Josh, Wien's hopefully it goes EP. to like Netflix or something because they've they've said that it's being produced by 21st Century Fox, but there's no network attached to it yet. Well, it's actually the same. Yeah, it was the same production company that did the original run. Yeah, is back on and is, yeah is on and the EP on it is not just sorry the showrunner on it is not Josh Whedon. Okay, uh, but the it's it's one of the right? writers from Agents of Shield. Okay, which I mean, which Josh also that. executive produced. Better than that, she's done other better things than that. Don't use Agents okay. of Shield okay. as your barometer there. Okay, well that's what the Joss connection. Yes, yeah. She, they, no, I think they had another one too. I did heavy research and then write it down because it wasn't for this weekend. Geek. Good, good job. High five. High fives. All right. So uh, this week, here's <laughs> what we're doing. We are going to talk through. Uh, for this weekend, geek is just all Comic Con. We're just going to run through the biggest. Mm-hmm. Trailers. We focused on uh, new stuff, so we didn't. We're not talking about any of the returning series. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I know. Well, we could have spent an entire hour on the Berlanti verse alone. I know. Uh, so we're just covering the new stuff that's coming down, uh, and then we have got our draft, of course, for mm-hmm. our main topic. And then a um, little spoiler for B-roll. Uh, the title of the B-roll is "What the Hell Just Happened to James Gunn." So that's, uh, that's what we got on deck Hi, for you today. Hi, everyone. That's, that's why I brought Scott in for that. Joy yeah. kill. Yay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, are we starting with the DC stuff or the non-DC stuff? Let's go DC. We're starting DC. Okay. So DC, um, DC owned it, dude. They, yeah, they did. They kind of had a day. Yeah. They had a couple days. Yeah. Well, well Marvel uh, Films, Marvel Studios was not at mm-hmm. Comic-Con. Right. So that kind of opened the door for DC to really... Well, I mean, some of it was. I mean, James Gunn was going to be there. Yeah. Oops. He was going to be there for something else, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so DC, I mean, DC came out swinging. And dare I say, I believe that DC may have finally learned anything. I don't know. I'm not that optimistic. Let's break it down. We're going to start out with Aquaman. So the Aquaman, this is our first trailer for Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, we're going to see Jason Momoa reprise his role from Justice League. Aqua Dude. Uh, Aqua Bro, I believe was the oh, name. Yeah, yeah, we right. we saw it on Aqua Bro. Yeah. Uh, first reactions there, Dan? So not, not impressed. No. Uh, here's the thing. DC knows how to put together a trailer. I That's mean, fair. 
Yeah. Very fair. Every movie that they've had that we've hated, we've loved the trailers. Yeah. Suicide Squad. I mean, come on. That was Suicide a great Squad trailer. Had an amazing trailer. Definition of insanity. Yeah. Doing the same thing over <laughs> and over again. Expected, I, but I'm still like, every time I buy the Kool-Aid. I buy yeah, the Kool-Aid. Yeah, I just... It. I just want to root for them. Like people think, I mean, like people sometimes accuse me of being of hating on DC, and I'm like, no, no, no. I want them to do well. Right. They have characters that I love. I just wish they would stop just shitting on them. But at some point, you got to stop falling for it. You know, I'm falling for it again. They went full fish on Aquaman. Yeah. I'm so excited. That's a great way to put that too. They went full fish. Full and fish I'm is like, a good. It's it can't be end act all of it. It's what I wanted. It, it feels very Thor. Yeah. Which is hey, you could do much worse. Yeah. Uh, the, the the brother rivalry thing and all that right and, right 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 um, I I just don't know so so here's the thing I have I have been thinking it for a while and I think I'm brave enough to say it mm-hmm. I'm fine with the Aqua Bro yeah yeah I wasn't sure on it at first and I needed to watch it again a little bit but I don't mind the Aqua Bro piece uh, for two reasons mm-hmm. one uh, Jason Momoa can pull that off well. That's Jason Momoa, yeah. Right. Uh, and he two, is Aqua Bro. <laughs> and two, I think the, the other thing here is that they have, they have shown, they've shown a little bit of vulnerability with him. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole sitting on the lasso piece of Justice League. Yeah. Uh, and if they put a strong female counter to him, mm-hmm. then I think his character works. And I think that's what we've got here with, uh, with Mira. Wig notwithstanding, although there has been so much anger and controversy over a goddamn wig. Have you guys seen this? No, no. So Mira's wig is, Mira's the redhead. Yeah. Uh, the one with like the, but it looks like, it looks like, like, like Ariel, like Medusa from the yeah. Inhumans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both of those are the two comparisons people keep making. Neither one of those are great comparisons. Um, <laughs> although Ariel's better than Medusa from, from Inhumans. Yeah. Uh, and so people are like genuinely like, but only from episode one. That's true. Because mm-hmm. after that, she's bald. That's, God, Has anybody gone Pippi Longstocking yet? Ooh, that's a that's a bit of a deeper cut, yeah. but uh, but it was also wasn't braided. Wasn't Pippi braided? She did the yeah. two like I probably shouldn't like the Windies. I think she liked the Windies. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but if Mira if Mira's, if Mira comes up as a stone cold badass, and I think they're setting her up to be, mm. then we can get the Aqua Bro thing because then you know he gets to be strong and tough and all that you know your standard machismo shit, and then every once in a while she just embarrasses the fuck out of him to keep him in line, mm. and then you have like you have a decent dynamic there. Uh, it's going a little going a little tropish, but I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm not like a giant Aquaman fan, but isn't like Aquabro kind of against his fundamental character being like this sensitive? Yeah, it, it's yeah. definitely a reinvention of the character. All right, okay. There was a run in I think the early 2000s of him where he had like this big beard and a hook hand, and that was kind of the where I think that was new. Was that New 52 run where they? No, no, that was before that? that. Before that, and I yeah. think they kind of integrated that into this character, which I like, and I'm okay with it because. We have Thor Ragnarok as a blueprint. I hope DC right. was paying attention to be like, okay, here's how you do it, and here's what we do with Aquaman. It's kind of like a Thor problem. What do you do with Thor? Right. They're like, oh, they did that. We should do it. And I'm okay with them stealing it because, hey, if it works, it works. I, I wonder if they're going to explain movie. away the bubbles. I, I believe that they're just going to politely ignore them. Hmm. Although there is the scene when he is going underwater and he's in a vehicle for some reason. Which does <laughs> yeah. does you does know. ask some pretty yeah, yeah. some pretty poignant questions it does. here. But this is DC. We got to give them like you know the little like they're they're trying they're doing they're making it's steps. a it's a lower bar. I think it really is absolutely a lower bar. You know, like I don't need them to get here. I just need them. Like I'm not trying to get you to Avengers level, man. Just just beat out like Justice League. Really, just beat out Justice League. Do better than that. I'm, uh, I think it's gonna be fun. I just want a fun movie. It and I think like it's gonna be good. There is there, there's fun. a bit of fun here, and I think that that's that's a good that's a good start. I hope so. 
Yeah. Green Lantern looks a lot like it was going to be a lot of fun. Oh, God. Gr- oh. I'm just saying, Ryan Reynolds is, is that... We know who Ryan Reynolds is. Yeah, exactly. And he, he'd he couldn't a, pull off that movie. He'd have been a great Hal Jordan, too. Yeah. And Kilowog, voiced by Michael Clark Duncan. They have it, all the, they they have have all the pieces, all the pieces. And parts. They have all the pieces and parts for every movie they do. Right, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. why I, I just, I'm not falling for it yet. I'm, I'm That's fair. No, no, I get it. I, I want the best for this movie, but I fear the worst. Okay, let's go to the other side then. Shazam. Oh, what a breath of fresh air. Okay, so we're having more, more, more faith in Shazam. Yeah, and, and this, they've said, doesn't fall into the rest of the cinematic universe that they've built. This is not connected. Did you hear? Now, I heard that they're moving away from DCEU and moving towards DC Worlds as the name. Huh. I don't I'm actually... Think, I like that. I'm actually okay with that because they should... I mean, if that, that, that fits in with the Shazam thing, so yeah. they're not... They're not all interconnected worlds. Yeah. Like, in the trailer, we get some shots of, you know, Batman and Superman exist in this world. We know that. But they're not linking that to the Justice League and and the other parts of that franchise that they've put together. So I have more hope for this, honestly. Would you, uh, where are you at there? Well, it looks, it definitely looks a little more like comical and and kind of cheesy on purpose, though. Right. So, you know, as long as they, they do the writing upright, I have, I have high hopes for it. I'm especially liking like his the lightning bolts on his chest. Yeah, it's so over the top, like mm-hmm. and and glaring, like it's yeah. it's offensive almost. It's it's funny. What I really but, enjoy is my introduction to Captain Marvel, aka Shazam, mm-hmm. was um, Kingdom Come, Elseworlds story where Shazam, he's the kid as you see in the um, trailer, but he's growing up. It's a really dark, brooding character, and right. I, so I wasn't really introduced to the character as he is, which is this sort of like a big meets elf meets right. know, yeah. different superhero stories, and I like this. I think this is a good avenue yeah. to take, and it's something that you know Disney's been doing, and that they're trying to introduce different genres into their movies, and it seems like they're introducing that story here, yeah. which I like. Andrew, would you, do you have any thoughts on that one? I really like the fact that Chuck is to be Chuck again. Exa- yes. This, yeah. He's, <laughs> yes. he's going to do the same thing, and it's going to be great. It's the same kind of thing that Chuck was. It's going to be tremendous. I can't watch it. I can't wait to see it. See, so, you know, and I actually I want to build off of that because I think you're absolutely correct. I think they cast Zachary Levi very intentionally for Chuck, you know, because with Chuck, you had this guy who was goofy and nerdy and had all these powers and didn't quite know what to do with him, you know, which is that Shazam. I mean, that's... Yeah. That's basically what this character is at a, at a real fundamental level. So, no, I'm 100% with you. I, I was worried before he was cast that they were going to go with, like, a WWE guy because yeah. The Rock is going to play Black Adam. Which still, dude. Which needs, is fantastic, I and I can't wait for yeah. it. But how do you match that with the comedy and the, the, the personality that has to carry this franchise? Oh, Undertaker. It's easy. Um, <laughs> well, no, actually, I think what works. I think you're right though, because what what works in the a lot of the comics there mm-hmm. is that you know Black Adam is so serious and so angry all the time, and Shazam doesn't really know how to react to that. Like he's really awkward with around Black Adam. Like he knows he has to fight him, but he doesn't understand why he's so angry. And I think that's beautiful. You yeah. know. I also want to talk real quick though about uh, uh, one of my favorite characters in the Shazam storyline is actually his best friend Freddie Freeman. Mm-hmm. So this is the. The disabled kid that's his, that is in the same foster home as he does. And in the comics, in this run of the comics that they're pulling from here, Freddie Freeman is, is kind of an asshole. Uh, and he starts shit. And he's manipulative. And he's, he's, good, to, he's good to Billy Batson, you know, Shazam. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a disabled kid that's going over the foster system. He's a little bitter. 
And I absolutely, I think, I, you see signs of that here. Yeah. And I hope they keep that going. Um, and I just, I, and then the Billy Batson character again, right from the comics, the thing where, where Freddie gets picked on and Billy walks away and then comes back and beats the snot out of the two kids. Yeah. Just, I mean, there's so much. And they'll look on his face when they're in the convenience store. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you have bullet immunity, <laughs> which is just awesome. There's a point. And it's like, I'm bulletproof. And he looks at the guy's like, you're dead. Yeah. And that's. Yeah. Just walks out with the armful of twelve pack of soda, and it's just it's oh uh, uh. yeah. I both of these though, both this one and Aquaman look fun. I can't believe the DC beat Marvel to the to a Captain Marvel trailer, right? <laughs> uh, so for those of you, actually Scott mentioned it here. So Shazam's character was actually originally known as Captain Marvel. Uh, back when Marvel and DC mostly consisted of being dicks to each other. Well, and Marvel was actually called Timely at the time. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, that, and I'm, I'm skipping over a whole lot of stuff and just telling you, there was a long time there where they were just dicks to each other, and that was, that was about 50% of the Marvel slash DC. Distinguished competition. Marvel. Yes. Yeah. Will, yeah, yeah. will this qualify as like a coming-of-age movie? We haven't had oh, any really. So, yeah. really. That's Spider-Man's getting close, but they haven't done it yet. So. Well, I mean, Spider-Man's been a coming-of-age movie every reboot. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, I guess. But this, yeah, I think you're right. I think it does. It's uh, new for DC, for sure. And I think that's an avenue they need to delve more into is new genres and new directions for their movies. Because I'm Batman. <laughs> what did you say that name? Still holds up. What did you say that name? It tracks. Uh, speaking of fun, let's go the other direction entirely. Yeah, fuck Batman. Uh, talk Titans. Okay. If you thought you didn't like Teen Titans Go. I <laughs> Come on, how do you feel? Actually, can I, can I have to open up with a confession here. Okay. So last night, uh, my kid, I, I sat down with my son, and yeah. we watched Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle animated thing, right? Right. So we were waiting. We had to do whatever else. And so, and I, by the way, that'll be a YouTube special that I'm going to put a little quick YouTube piece on. on I had interviewed him afterward. So I have that whole thing. We'll throw that up there. But um, so he were, we were waiting around to watch something else, and uh, he wanted to see some stuff. So I showed him Teen Titans Go. I actually pulled up the burrito versus burger on YouTube. Uh, this was the episode where, where, where Cyborg and Beast Boy get into an argument of which is better, uh, a burger or burrito. Burgers or burritos. Yep. Right. And so I watched this thing with him, and he is cracking up. And my son's five. He's cracking up the whole time. And as I'm watching it, like at first, I'm like, God damn it, I miss my Teen Titans. But then after a couple minutes, dude, it started to get to me. Like, I <laughs> really? started, to, I started wow. to chuckle a little bit. And by the end of it, I was like, okay, okay. This is not, we, I'm not going to watch this on my own. We, we watched another one the other night, as because me and the kids just, we go back to them. There's one where they're trying to unmask, the whole team's trying to unmask Robin because they they've never seen him without his mask on, even the team. So they finally get him like cornered like this you know, Rube Goldberg situation where they're going to get his mask off, and they, they pull his mask, and it's another mask. And like, they pull like <laughs> thousands of masks, and it's, it's never-ending. <laughs> it's just a great like, trope. <laughs> it is, like, and I got to admit. So I watched Teen Titans Go, and I was like, okay, all right, Teen Titans Go is not... And the previews for Teen Titans Go to the movies... Looks with legit. Slade versus Deadpool and that oh, whole yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah. it's winning me over a little bit. Uh, but now let's talk about Titans. I'm not going first. Well, I'll jump because this is not Teen Titans Go. No, 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 no. This is uh, this has neither the Go nor the Teen. Yeah, yeah. This is that that gritty sort of uh, hyper realistic superhero feel that people want. Like Scott, you're talking about. Mm-hmm. This is going to have it, right? I mean. 
It looks rough. Robin look. drops like four bodies in the first 30 seconds and of the like, And not like, oh, I'm knocking you down for the show. No, no, like, they're straight no, killing no, I people. Mean, yeah, yeah. When I say drop body, I mean literally, yeah. like, that body drops and it's not going to get back up. Right. That neck snap uh-huh. with, his, with the heel of his boot. Yeah. Did he just curb stomp a motherfucker? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure he just curb stomped him. History yeah. X on him. Seriously. Uh, what's, what's the line? What did he say? Someone says something about Batman, and what's, his, what's that line Robin says? Fuck like, Batman? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was... There you go. What did you think? I, I loved it. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm yeah. in. I'm 100% in on this. All right. And you're, you're, you sound oh, like you're in. Oh, yeah. I'm in on it. Because there's been a lot of iterations of Teen Titans, right? Like, you, we've gotten a lot of the kiddie Teen Titans, and they're going the other way with this, which... Yeah, this is teen Titans. Yeah, like, exactly. these are angsty, angry teens. Yeah, they're calling it Titans. I mean, it's, it's yeah. kind of like when kids grow up in this world. What did, you, did you guys watch it? No. No? Okay. I, no, I, I did watch. T- I, are we talking about the trailer? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've seen the trailer. My answer to the show is no. Oh, okay. I, no, that was just here. No. No? Uh-uh. You're not in? No. I, it, it looks like it's hyper real, like gritty. It does not look like it has a hyper real gritty budget. It does does not look <laughs> like it's... It, it doesn't look like they sunk any money into it for them to launch their new DC universe, which I think we're going to get into later. I think they needed something... I would have gone with something a little like more... I would have gone with Swamp Thing first, personally, before getting into something as beloved as Titans, because <clears throat> Swamp Thing doesn't do well. You're like, okay... But if you go out and you bust it like on your opening Titans, which has been waiting for forever, you're in, you got a problem. What I liked is they were able to put them in costumes that look comic book accurate. Yeah, but well, it, faithful it, more than or accurate. faithful. I'd say yeah. faithful. Okay, without being Berlanti. Like they drew drew a very clear delineation. This is not the Berlanti verse. No, this no, is it's definitely not the Berlanti verse. This is a yeah. very different style. And we're on a st- our own streaming service, so we can say whatever we want. Yep. Yeah. And and they 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 made that statement. This is this is different. Did you did you have any thoughts there to share with it? Or it? I have no thoughts on TV. Okay. So okay. So well, for- well, that's Dan brought that up. I mean, that's something to to note. Say, like with their streaming service, they're gonna have. To, I mean, they got the comic book catalog, right? Yeah. They got the cartoon catalog, but not. They don't necessarily have the, the, the full show catalog that they need. I mean, they got the old WB shows and stuff like that, but they need to start bringing some things that can rival what Netflix is doing, especially with like yeah. the, the Marvel series that are real and gritty. Exactly. Right. And, yeah. and truly dramatic and not just like made for. Yeah, this feels teen like it's girls. their version yeah. of The Defenders. Yeah. So, but probably way better. We'll, see. well, the we'll Defenders itself? The Defenders, yeah, but that's well, well, I mean, Like Dan says, though, they, do, they make amazing trailers. <laughs> so, this is true. So I have probably read, I probably read more Titans comics than I have anything but, I think, X-Men. Huh? Um, I have read, I mean, I've, I've, I've loved the Titans for a long time. I've always liked the idea of the idea of the sidekicks getting their own thing. The whole, the whole thing for me was, was big. So I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. Because I wanted a spiritual successor to the Teen Titans animated series, which, I mean, was probably the best adaptation outside of a comic book that I've, yeah, you know, of, of it, I think. Uh-huh. Um, the, and Teen Titans Go frustrated me because I felt like it was not. And then this came on the other, and I'm like, well, we, we overcorrected. But I was talking with Forrest, uh, who's, you know, been a guest on our show repeatedly, and he said that he was okay with this because... Because they've gone the other way. So I think it's similar to what mm-hmm. you've said. Like, they've gone, they have it, they've gone one way, they've, now they're going the other. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm trying to stay open to it. There's a couple things that jump out at me. Um, they've, you know, Robin, Robin looks like they took a, a page almost out of the, the Nolan verse where, where, where Robin's a cop. Um, mm-hmm. 
and I'm, I'm okay with that. He's dropping bodies, which, all right, that's a little hard for me, but I'm okay with it. The fuck well, Batman thing is a... It, clearly, he's had some kind of a falling out with Batman. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that could easily be it. He could be saying, it's time for us to start dropping bodies, and Batman disagrees. Yeah. Right. And, if, and, and if, I get that. And if you look at the, the, the current or the, the past, what, 10, 15 years cinematic Batman universe, this Robin would fit into that universe somewhat with Bane and, you know, Dark Knight. No, absolutely. No, absolutely. I think the, the, then we get into some of the other ones. Raven. Okay. I'm Raven is an amazing character and it feels like they're going to do her better. Cause if, if there's one character that, that deserves a darker treatment, it's Raven. Yeah. Uh, so that one I'm down for. I, th- then we get into Starfire who it looks like we, I don't know if we're keeping the alien thing or not. Uh, but they've they've gone from making her orange to making her black. No problem there. Yeah. But she does straight up set a dude on fire. Mm-hmm. Did you all catch that? Mm-hmm. Like she used to fire bolts, like little green bolts. This time she straight up emulated a mofaga. Like just that was a little. Uh, uh, but again, okay. But yeah. Beast Boy. So Beast Boy's not green. I thought I saw him green. He, looked- he has green. No, no, no. He has green hair. He is not green. And he's never been green in any of the stuff that we've seen. So this then leads me to a question, because Beast Boy's powers are, of course, to turn into, literally turn into animals, green animals, but green, but the animal piece all the same. I'm wondering from a budgetary standpoint what what, what they're going to do here. How they're going to do it, yeah. Right. My hunch, since they're not, because they've shown him, there's a part in the trailer where he jumps and he's like spread out, almost almost looks like a a leopard or something leaping, and I was waiting to see him change there, and he didn't, which then makes me wonder if they're going to go Cheetah. Uh, So Cheetah's another character in the DC universe, but her abilities, she takes on the the aspects of animals without actually becoming, right, without actually becoming the animals. It's like Teal. No, look at look at a no, look at a shot with decent lighting, and you'll see that he's tinged at the best. Like I'd say, tinged. Yeah. No, he's that's green. If you look at her sli- at her graphics package, there, uh, that's green. He's if you look at the shots of them together, he's not he's not green. But I'm wondering if they're going to go with that. I wonder if that's how they're going to do this piece. And I'm I may end up having to buy the goddamn DC thing just to see how they do this. Uh, and I may rage watch it. I don't know, but <laughs> I mean we're going to have to get it just for all the content that's going to be slapping down on it. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. All right. So then last piece, speaking of DC, before we get into the package itself, is Young Justice. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So did anybody watch the first couple seasons, or is it just me? No, I'm going to have to now after seeing the trailer for this new one. I'm going to need yeah. yeah. So Young Justice is, in fact, the spiritual successor to Teen Titans animated series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, if you enjoyed that, if you enjoyed your Batman the animated series, your Justice League, those kinds of things, Young Justice is the DC animated universe doing its thing. And it is, I mean, it's been amazing. It's yeah. been really, really good if you like that speed. Uh, and I've been waiting for season three for entirely too long. And uh, I think this this will be, I think this is what makes me go. This is what makes me sign up for the damn thing. That and then to Rage Watch Titans. Uh, and then maybe fall in love with it. I don't know. There's nothing else on there. I mean, the only... Swamp th- thing is promising, I hope. I, I think that could be the sleeper hit, yeah. but... Everybody is so big on Swamp Thing, and I just don't give a shit. I think it's going to be great. I just And that's why it's going to surprise you, and you're going to be like, I don't care about this. That's the bar they set. And now you're like, oh, wait, this is interesting. I'm going to find... I'm going to get you some Swamp Thing to read. Either run is going to be... Both runs are really good, the comics. His interactions with with Constantine, that's where I I mainly see him in, Mm -hmm. um, are decent, and I liked it, but... Meh. 
yeah, yeah, Young yeah. Justice, like there were some deep cuts in that trailer. I'm a big New Gods guy, and uh, straight up, o- uh. Orion shows up, the son of Darkseid, and I'm just like, excuse me, now I have to go back <laughs> and watch him, bro, bro, bro. Lobo's rolling through. Ah, uh. Lobo is his. So if you watch the trailer, he's everything. He, well, I mean, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't make us. He doesn't usually make it this far up the pop culture piece. Like he's in some of the later episodes of uh, Justice League Unlimited. Uh, he's never popped up in any of the Titan stuff that I've seen. Um, I'm trying to think of where else he's popped up. Pretty much anything with Superman in it. Like what? Like Superman the Animated Series? Oh, yeah. I mean, sure, if you want to get back to like... like Justice the, League the Animated Series? Yeah, as they say, he does a... He does, you he want pops to name up. any of the three shows he's in? Sure, Lobo showed up. <laughs> well, I mean, no, as I said, I he, mean, like, he shows up in Justice League Unlimited towards the back end, and he makes an appearance there, uh-huh. and he makes an appearance, yes, and like in the, one of the two episodes, but he's not... He's not like a main character there. He's you see you see I mean you've seen Orion more of Orion in the um, Justice League Unlimited than you see of uh, Lobo by a long shot. Okay, I was excited that uh, Artemis made an appearance here after you know, Ready Player One. She was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought it was a great appearance. Yeah, I mean it's really g- good to see her, her her branching out. Double yeah. duty. It is. I mean, it's a whole different role for her, and I'm really excited. Really, I like the new look. It's really good. Yeah, and it works for her. I think it works yeah. for her. Uh, all right, so then let's talk. Are we ready to talk the DC, the DC Universe package? Yeah. Bold. All right. So they're going seven ninety nine a month, uh, monthly, or seventy four ninety nine annually. Which I didn't do the math on that. Is that a savings if you go with it the twenty percent? It says it off to the side. Oh, it does say it off to the side. Yeah. So eighty seventy five or seventy five a year, eight bucks a month. I feel like the price point's there. You're getting, yeah. You're getting eight bucks a month, and you're getting the comics. And the eight bucks a month, really, you're basically for the eight months, you're paying for the new series they're rolling out and their backlog, which I think we were all expecting. So the old Superman movies, the old Linda Carter Wonder Woman run, the um, I'm sure Lois and Clark, The Adventures of Superman is going to show up. Mm-hmm. And if they don't get Batman the animated series in there soon, then they're idiots, right? Uh, well, or they just can't. <laughs> that's, I suppose that's true. Uh, but they've got so they've got some of those pieces going down. But then I think the value add here is thrown in all of the comics. Absolutely, yeah. Well, a curated list wow. of DC comics. Yeah, we'll see how curated it is. That sounds like they're they're gonna they'll put them in as fast as they can scan them and upload them and make them well, but purely digital. I don't know. But Comixology is going off at six bucks a month. Yeah. And six bucks a month gets you access to all of DC. Well, sorry, a lot of DC, a lot of Marvel, and a ton of independent titles. Right. And if you start reading comics, I think I think it's pretty safe to say is like after you've read all of your favorite comic book superheroes, you a lot I think a lot of folks tend to start wandering towards some of the independent stuff just to get like you start to really explore what some interesting people are doing with comic books. They go outside of Superman, Batman, and the X-Men. Um, so if you want comics, comicsology is a better deal. But if you're someone that's like an entry-level um, DC guy that's just maybe, for, unfortunately, I'm sorry, it's just seen the movies, this is a great way to get someone <laughs> into um, their you know, extensive library, which has been consistently good yeah. for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think, and if they're going to include their animated movies, I mean, I've been, ra- I've been raving about those forever. Their animated movies have been kicking the shit out of anything Marvel's oh, yeah. produced for a long time. Their animation has been really their um, like sort of prestige brand for a while for them, keeping them... Right. You know, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> Are you going to do it? Eventually. And Liza's saying he's going to do it. I, I w- might want to see an episode of 
Titans before I decide. Well, there's a seven-day free trial. Yeah. So. Yeah, they'll at least get me with the trial. It yeah. also depends if I can use your login or not. <laughs> Maybe the show should have a login. Right. That's the... What about, yeah. They're going to be dropping are so you gonna, much Are you, you going to get, get lured into this one, Andrew? Probably not to this one. I do think the price makes a lot of sense. But yeah. for this, the interest for me with these shows is low enough that it's not worth it, uh, depending on if my son decides to like these things. But Well, that's true. And we'll, we'll make him like it if he listens to the show. <laughs> I'm seeing here. So yeah. So if you do the annual, that comes out to six twenty five a month. Yeah. So I mean, I think that the price that's for these things good. works that's, out pretty well. Yeah. So that's if you can shell out the seventy five up front, that's cheaper. You're now into comicsology level. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, but you probably with all the live action and animation and everything on top. Right, 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 right. I mean, you're getting everything in comicsology. Yeah. But you're also gonna be playing for Netflix and Hulu and Disney. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. There's no universe in which I don't get the Disney one. Exactly. Ugh. What about you, Scott? Are you? Um, I'll be on once uh, Swamp Thing comes around. I'm going to probably jump in. Yeah. All right. So there's your DC stuff. That was literally half a Comic-Con for us. <laughs> was just talking DC. We still have the other one, Neil. Yeah. We got to do the... There you go. go. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So now we're shifting gears here over to all the non-DC stuff, uh, of which there are a few that I am stupid excited about. Yeah. Uh, let's start with Glass. So... I can't say Jack about this one. This, I think, was you, right, Producer Dan? Sure. Tell us about Glass. Well, uh, a few years back, like <laughs> yeah. 15, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, a couple. Uh, there was this movie called Unbreakable with Bruce Willis and uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, Bruce Willis played this guy who... 2000. The movie came out literally 2000. years ago. Wow. Okay. Uh, and uh, he's, a, he's in a train accident, and he's the only one that survives. And he decides that he's basically got superpowers. And then there's Samuel L. Jackson, who has a, some disorder where he has bones. He has, like, br- br- brittle bone disease. Uh, so he just always breaks. Yeah. And they kind of become enemies. So then twel- uh, about, what, 17, 16 years later, we have Split. With uh, James McAvoy, everybody's favorite, second favorite, Professor X. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> he, he has multiple personalities. Um, 16 of them, I think. Yeah. And uh, his portrayal was amazing. He does a fantastic job in that role. Um, and in the end of it, uh, there's like a post credit scene where Samuel Jackson's character from uh, Unbreakable comes out. And so that tied those two together. So this is the third part of this trilogy, I guess you'd call it. And it's amazing to me is this movie was apparently something that and my Shyamalan had been sitting on for almost 16 to 18 years after the first one was made. He had right. this second one in the pocket. And he's like, okay, um, if I can't get it made I yet, make there's the village enough. first. I have to do yeah, right. Lady in the Water, After <laughs> Earth, and all his great, great films. Oh, God, so, After Earth is damn and last Airbender. I, 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 I'm not joking. I blocked that out of my memory. That I did that. <laughs> I cannot forgive. And um, so I think this is going to be interesting. This many years later, whether how many of those ideas that he had been sitting on are present here. And um, whether he's been tooling around with these characters for a while, I just think it's a cool concept that it's like a comic book, non-comic book movie. Yeah. And it should be fascinating to watch. And the premise that the trailer opens with is that we've got this uh, psychologist who is studying people who think they're superheroes. And she brings these three together, which seems like a really horrible idea. Yeah. No, that's only (laughs) going to go badly. That's only going to go badly. Yeah. 
Um, well, I mean, most of the, the, the fight and everything, it's all psychological, like the whole series. Like, there's not, like, physical confrontation necessarily. It's always been sort of this psychological battle. Right. Right, between Glass and Mr. Indestructible. He sure. Needs, he needs a name. And now so. they have a beast for Mr. Glass to use to go actually attack him physically at this point that mm-hmm. he's found. And it's going to be... And my, my one worry is the strength of Unbreakable was, I think, in a lot of M. Night movies, that there's a twist. Yeah. And the twist in Unbreakable was, oh, we've been watching a superhero movie this whole time. I had no idea. What a twist. And what a twist. And then with Split, the twist was, oh, we're watching an Unbreakable sequel. What a twist. So yeah. now all of his cards so far are on the table. Is he going to be able to just ride on We're going to find out that this. his real superpower is that he sees dead people. Oh my god! I I, I would not. <laughs> I wouldn't put I it would past not, him. No, I would not put it past him. Oh, and he's been dead this whole time. And he's been dead this. This whole is time. actually how he dies. Yeah. Well, he died with the trees. Let's not forget it. No, that's, that's, that's right. <sighs> Damn I'm it! I'm willing to give it a shot. I think it's going to be. I, I'm. I'm intrigued. I yeah, good. You guys can come back and let me know because Split. I watched the trailer for Split and I was like, nope, nope. I'm going to have nightmares from that. Like I'm yeah, not. It was surprisingly I don't like, good. I don't like being scared. Uh, and no, mm-mm, mm-mm. I heard a quiet place. I've heard good things about a quiet place. I oh, watched yeah. about, I watched half of a trailer oh, yeah. for that, but nope, I'll never watch that either. Okay, <laughs> good. Appreciate everybody making that easy for me. Uh, um, let's see. I did like the cinematography in this piece though. I really like the, actually they mm-hmm. framed that one. The shot that we have up there is, I like the way they framed the shot. That piece gorgeous. looked nice. That's about as far as I'm getting with it. <laughs> uh, crimes of Grindelwald drops its first useful trailer. Um, we've had like a teaser, basically teaser trailers. I don't know if the first one counts as a full trailer, but I guess it did. They had one real trailer, but it didn't get, we weren't getting into the meat and potatoes like we are now. But 10 years ago, this would have been a full cinematic trailer. Yes. Yeah. We're getting out of control with trailers nowadays. Yes. Oh yeah. This one, um, can I tell you my biggest, my biggest surprise watching this? I think yeah. I'm excited for Johnny Depp again. Yes. Yeah. Did you come up with the same thing? Oh yes. Yeah. This looks, this looks so good. This looks so good. I can't wait for this. I I do, and I like. Where, where where were you at with it? It's Harry Potter. So oh, that's why you don't really give it. Scott, what did you think? <laughs> I'm intrigued by everything about it. <laughs> it's gonna be odd watching, you know, like real world seepage into this movie. That aside, I'm excited to see how they take it with Jude Law as young Schmexy Dumbledore. Love it. That's gonna be good. Love it. And um, again, Harry Potter grew up with that. It was like my real like. I remember as a little kid watching him like, oh, Harry Potter, he has glasses. I have glasses. You know, that was like obviously the sort of narcissistic turn I took at that young age <laughs> of like, I'm investing in this now. Um, but I've been following it, you know, ever since. And it's cool to see like it go into this new direction with these new movies that aren't based on the books. And I've been liking the creative decisions they're making. So this ought to be good. So can I talk about Eddie Redmayne for a second? Sure. Eddie Redmayne has the greatest rapper name that is not an actual <laughs> rapper. That, ever been made. Like, that is just the best name. Like, I just I, I enjoy everything that he is in, mostly because I get to say Eddie Redmayne. Oh, it's just yeah. it's so good. No, I. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I'm loving. So I'm, I'm loving Jude Law as as yeah. as Dumbledore. I'm 100. I'm in loving Johnny Depp as 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 Grindelwald, and and seeing bits and pieces of him because we only saw him for like a quarter second at, at the end of Fantastic Beasts, and we only saw him for I don't even saw him actually say a word in the first trailer. But now we're starting to see him carry with him a bit of menace and a bit of like, just we're seeing some of the stuff that that at no if he can make it through the whole movie without saying the word savvy, <laughs> then, then I believe we will have succeeded. I think that's 
That's what I need. That I need the man to pull off. Did anybody? I'm more looking see... forward to Moose Jaws. Did anybody here see Black Mass or any trailers for Black Mass? No. All right. So this is a biopic he played, Whitey Bulger, oh, um, yeah, notorious yeah. gangster killer. And I remember there was an episode a while back. You're saying you weren't sure if Depp could pull off Menace. It, just go and watch those trailers. Yeah. For that movie, don't watch the movie. It was it was garbage. But uh, his portrayal, <laughs> his portrayal was just amazing. And if he could bring a fraction of that to this role, I'm on board with him as the okay. actor playing. I think he can do it. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm starting to believe. I'm starting to believe. Well, so a couple of the quick notes I had here. Um, I do love the, 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 the politics, mystery, intrigue thing that they're doing here. That was one of the things that you get, like, you got tastes of in the movies. You got a lot more of in the books for the original Harry Potter. But this one, I, I start to feel like we're going to be able to explore that, and I liked it a whole bunch. Um, I also am really, st- now that they've really, like, now that they're really digging into the time frame here, you know, with Fantastic Beasts, I was like, okay, yeah, this is cute and fun, but I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many more, so much more interesting stories to tell, but now we're really getting into the, this is actually the time before the time that I would really like them. I wanted to see the original Order of the Phoenix. I think that would be fascinating. Yeah. To see the original Remus and, 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 and James and all of them do their thing. But this is leading up to that. Yeah. And I think that the three, uh, this, this is setting up to be a badass trilogy in and of itself. Uh, and the last note I had, so we were in America, and now we're in, we're in, we're in France. Here's what I want him to do for the third one. I want him to get brave. Get out of the... I mean, I want, I want the third one. What's that? Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I want to I see them go, like, India. I want to see them go, like, like, in the middle of Africa, like, in the Congo. Like, I just get something, like, culturally completely out of the way from the stuff that we're used to seeing. Because um, they really did a great job, I think, in Fantastic Beasts of showing the American version of this and how it differs from the British version of this. And it looks like they're going to do the same thing with the French version. I have no reason to believe that they won't be able to pull that off. But I'd love to see them get really brave and go something just out of nowhere. I mean, what does, what does the Wakandan magic system look like? I mean, let's, <laughs> right. let's find out. Um, also, amazing idea for a crossover. Uh, all right, fanfic. I, you're damn right. Actually, I'm not. We have, <laughs> we have other people who do much better than me. Uh, Doctor Who? Yeah. This one you're in? This one, yeah. I'm, I don't know how I feel. It is hard to get you excited about this shit today. No, I just ducked this, this trailer for Doctor Who, and, and they've, they've released an image of her sonic screwdriver, and it just looks weird. Okay, now I'm going to pull this up real quick while you talk. And... We got three companions. I think we're introducing a lot at once. Yeah, with a whole new three. showrunner, a whole new vibe, and I just, I'm, I, I don't know. It's, it, I'm, it's I'm, a new I'm start. Not, I'm not a Doctor Who fan. I've never seen literally a single episode. But does does that much of like the review critique hang on the uh, like her her sonic toothbrush thing, screwdriver? I had, yeah. Did you hear him? Did you hear him? Did you hear this sonic toothbrush? I told you. Walk, he's, he's, he's in troll mode today. He's just trying to start shit. Look at that smile. Look at that. He yeah. knows. Oh, no. He knows exactly oh, he what knows. he's doing. He knows what he did. Oh, no. He knows exactly what he's doing. That's I, like saying, does, uh, does the laser sword that Luke Skywalker carries really matter that much? Does it, Eli? Does it? I don't know. He's yeah. not going to care about that either. He's not. He's, he's, too, he's in full troll mode, man. Yeah, you, don't, you, you don't want does, to start. Does the DeLorean matter that much? Okay, stop. <laughs> don't. We're not going down this road I'm here. I'm so scared for the draft so now. I, well, it, it, 
It could have been a uh, like a Volkswagen Beetle. Herbie, did you see it? Herbie though? Did you look at it? Yeah, I didn't get a great image of it. I'll so it. I so I am one hundred percent in. I love Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. Uh, I was I, my my whole my whole concern. I think we talked about this one when they announced the female Doctor and they were going this route. I was like, that's fine, no issue with the female Doctor. But she has. I mean, you've got to get you've got to bring like the highest caliber. You cannot miss on this one. You can't whiff. Um, okay, yeah, that does... It's, like, ergonomically designed for some reason. Good. Go it's, for it. I'm not going to hold too much on the on it. But this, one I, of these things is not like the other, Eli. So, so these are not all different forms of sex toys. These are all different sonic screwdrivers. Why would you even get him back involved? Each of the different doctors. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm listening. The one in the, I'm the bottom right. More intrigued than I The only before. one that's not, like, straight. So what's this show about again? So, <laughs> so the, the all metal looking one, right? Is that the one you're talking about? This, this, this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The one that's all one color specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, and okay, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna stop there. Like, I think after I'm done. I mm-hmm. think, I think after Matt Smith, I needed Capaldi. I needed an older, right. cranky doctor. Uh-huh. Uh, but now I feel like this is the time to bring in, you know, to Jody and her version of the doctor. Totally uh, cool with that. I think that the three companions thing here, so I was looking at that too. Three companions is a lot. So I, there's two ways, two, my two thoughts here. One is they're hedging their bets. So they're, mm-hmm. they're trying to surround her with enough of a supporting cast to give you somebody that you're going to like, or they're going to kill one of them off. Probably not the doctor. Right. Uh, but they're one of those three they're going to bring Old along strategy. just, to, just the, to get you into the... Important, the important note for, for Al is that you know, three companions is a lot, Dan... Eli and Liz. <laughs> just, just, just you guys know oh no no no! I'm very clearly hedging my bets. Like Correct. that was my that was my take. That was why I went there first. But um, yeah, we'll see. You said but um, uh, uh, but the the thing that they've usually done is there's usually some kind of a bridge. You know, Rose is the bridge from uh, Eccleston to uh, mm-hmm. Tenet. Yep. You know, and and Pond. Yeah. Yeah. There's no bridge here. No. Like We're starting. Reboot, we right? are starting from scratch. This is a new series. It's a new showrunner. It's a new new style. Everything about it is new. So it's hard to say if you're going to like it because it's basically a brand new show. Do you think they're banking on this to bring in a whole bunch of new viewers and a different audience than yes. they had been? Okay. So Probably, this is a yeah. part of their yeah. strategy here. Well, okay. here's the thing. If you've been sitting through this much Doctor Who, this is like Supernatural, if you've been sitting through it for this long, it doesn't matter what they do. You're going to hang out for at least a little while. So, you know, we're going we're, we're gonna to see what happens next. Um, but I'm just not positive whether or not the show's going to be able to pull it off. That makes me just a, just a hair nervous. Yeah. Um, but, I, I, but I've got to tell you, though, everything I've been seeing about it makes me happier and happier. So that's mine. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, the last time that we had a, a fresh start like this was, was Matt Eccleston. Smith. Eccleston. No, Matt Smith. Okay. When he came in with Amy Pond in their very first episode, it was also um, Stephen, or uh, what's his name? Oh, Moffitt's, that's true. It was Moffat's first episode as showrunner. No, but that's right. right. Nobody carried over between the two of them. Right. That's the last time they changed showrunners. When they change showrunners, they generally change everything. So it's like almost in pairs. So you have Dr. Pairs going on here. Well, it was Eccleston to Tenet, and then you have... Mm-hmm. Matt to Capaldi, Capaldi. and now best. you've got like another sounds like another pair coming up. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see what happens. Yeah. All right. Uh, up next, uh, Clone Wars. So, if you have been listening to the show more than twice, uh, you should you should not be surprised to hear 
that I actually, you may be surprised to know, I didn't cry. Uh, I did not weep tears of joy. But I really, came, I came pretty damn close. I did pull a like, Armageddon! Yeah. No, no, I, I lost my goddamn mind. Let's be clear about yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah. Oh man. How quick, quickly did you hit refresh? Uh, yeah. No, I watched it. I watched it twice. Uh, just because this is the one where they he tweeted the announcement, right? I think so. Where it was like, like. What was it? Sequel, sequel answered or something like. David, people have been asking yeah. for it for ten years. Yeah. it's been dead silence. And then Clone Wars saved. I think was the yeah, hashtag. Clone Wars was, saved or something like that. Came yeah. Back. So, so Clone Wars was in production. It had two seasons, season seven and eight. Compl- and I'm sorry. Let me back all the way up. Clone Wars we're referring to here is the animated series that takes place between episodes two and episode three. So, Clone Wars is what makes for me the original, tr- the, the the prequel trilogy uh, uh, watchable. Yes. Because the the sequel the, the the animated series here does a lot to bridge the gaps and to not make it feel like such a weird and jarring jump. Um, he also makes Anakin a whole lot more palatable because you start to, you see his journey uh, and they do a beautiful job. Yeah, it doesn't happen so quickly. Like right, movies. they yeah. do a beautiful, beautiful job mm-hmm. here. Um, so there's still, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't make them one, two, or three good. No, like when you watch it. Is there like an empty spot where Jar Jar was the first time you watched? No, but there's very little Jar Jar in the series. Mm. Uh, And when he does, you really look at him and think, like, if I had somebody (laughs) who caused accidental tragic death this often, I'd put him down just to save other lives. Yeah. it definitely reinforces the idea of him being a Sith Lord. Like, there's no, <laughs> yeah, there's right? never any piece of content. I haven't read the books, but I've never seen any piece of content that disputes that idea. I so there's the there's there's one spot in Clone Wars where he is with a really really important senator on an incredibly important diplomatic mission, and it's just the two of them, and he literally gets the ship. It's just the two of them in the ship. And he literally trips over something or does something stupid and gets the other senator killed. Like he kills an incredibly important diplomat on accident. An ally just just kills, just gets him killed. And Jar Jar somehow survives. And I'm like, dude, number one, definitely not into the higher halls of power. Yeah. Like you're just, you're a walking plague. Like anyway, the point here is, um, uh, uh, so when Disney bought Star Wars, there were still two seasons of Clone Wars left to go. The scripts had all been written, and uh, when Disney bought it, they stopped everything that was currently in production for Star Wars, just all of it, and that included the Clone Wars. And so the Clone Wars ends rather abruptly, uh, and it was it was one of several things that were scrapped. Uh, Star Wars thirteen thirteen, yep. which just go look it up. We don't have time for it now, but was going to be the best Star Wars game that has ever been made. Oh yeah, in my own humble opinion. Um, but they probably had some. Uh, continuity issues and right. uh, canon things they had to check over and review and make sure that right and I and I get that. why Disney did it but to be able to come back now yeah. and give us this this is just especially after Rebels and after Solo where we see at the end of Solo spoilers I guess uh, the very very end of Solo we get the thing with Darth Maul yeah and we get to see his story arc just it's it's brilliant I mean it's fan service right like it's not like they're gonna make a huge amount of money on releasing this last season. Right. So honestly, it is fan service, but on yeah. top of that, it should resurrect all of the old, you know, all the cl- old Clone Wars. I mean, how many people are going to go back and watch those? I didn't see them before. didn't know about them. Oh, yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah. I think it'll be a good pull for them. For I think, sure. yeah, absolutely. And, and really, really draw more attention back to their animated series because, I mean, 
the Star Wars animated stuff is just next level, man. Now, when are they? I, I forget the news, but when are they dropping their their official Disney streaming service? No, not that, sure that, yet. Still, still sometime next away. year. Okay. It'll be probably after. Um, is the Fox deal like? Is the ink dry on that? With no, the yeah, yeah. Fox. No, Comcast has officially pulled out of the deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is Disney attempting to buy Fox, which would give them uh, the rest of your entertainment, uh, right. including Hulu. Right, which well, they already own about a twenty percent. They, they own a third. This will give them sixty six percent. Right, so they'd have a commanding share in Hulu. I think yeah, it'll right. drop after this deal, and then we'll figure out what that streaming service is going to look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Comcast, who was the only one who was really up up for fighting, uh, tried to drop a better bid, and the Disney laughed and said, "Watch this." <laughs> And so Funk. now, yeah, just it was not, you're not going to win that war. I mean, I yep. think the only thing that Comcast can really take away from that is that, hey, we made Disney pay more for it. Right. And that was really their big contribution. So, um, and Disney's like, eh, one day of the parks being open and we'll make not it. Not even, it's like, here, here's like some of our revenue from, you know, Guardians 4 or whatever. Well, like, he, just, he just reaches it, like somebody reaches in their pocket and it's like, I don't know, what have you got on you, man? Like, I don't hear, I'll just put in. Um, so, anyway, so yeah, they, so now the only question is whether or not the regulatory. Uh, folks, stop this from any form of antitrust stuff. But given the current administration, I'm not overly. I don't concerned. think Disney should be overly concerned. Yeah, Consolidation sort of a trend right now. So I it think, is. I think we're good. So yeah, I don't see that. It's on brand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but so the Clone Wars, amazing, just fucking amazing, and I love, I love that they opened with Rex. And the voice actors are the same. As you Ooh, damn well. Oh man, it's awesome. And Feloni, uh, Feloni, Feloni, Feloni. I can't remember the guy's name. Pronounce the guy's name. But the showrunner yeah. for this is the same guy who was the original showrunner and the same guy who did Rebels. Well, it's also another thing to speak to the strength of the show. Like all the movies, the clones, you know, the droids, the clones—they're just throwaways, you know, all across the cinematic universe. But in in clones and in Rebels, primarily clones though. Like these these guys are lead strong characters. Like, you get Rex, you get, uh, what's the guy in the orange, the yellow? Um, I can never remember. Cody, Commander Cody. Yeah. You know, and you get some very good arcs. Fives. Fives. <laughs> you get some great arcs with these guys, and they're an integral part to the story. And not just those guys, but all of the clones themselves. Right. And the you real re- story that we need to be talking about with Star Wars right now, though, is Eli's shirt. <laughs> oh, you like Make this. sure you get a good shot of <laughs> yeah. that on camera, because that's fantastic. Oh, wait, I'm the camera. There we go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. The people need to see that. That's fantastic. Uh, they deserve to see that, and it's a great shirt. And uh, I want to thank you for bringing that here. This is one of those. You know, you're walking the uh, markets in a third world country, Peru, and they just have like. Does right. it count as third world? Peru's yes. third. Yes. Second. No, no, it's, I think it's solid second. It's probably solid. Well, I'm, as a guy who's wandered, Peru yeah. as the guy who's wandered through some actual third world countries, yeah. I'm pretty sure Peru's coming. They in like for the term developing, I believe. Yeah, yeah. but you got like the, the capital solid. But like, once you go out, like the majority of it is still. Very rural. Very rural. Very old school. Trying yeah. to, I'm trying to give him words that he can yeah. repeat that I won't have to edit out later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I, you know, walking through one of those like markets, we edit. and you see, <laughs> and they care nothing about copyright laws or, or anything. You know, it doesn't matter. So here is a Peru Wars with. Now, to be fair, when I was in South Korea, I bought yeah. gray market NFL jerseys that like, absolutely oh, yeah. like yeah. they weren't even trying. Yeah, and uh, here's the thing: this shirt has been washed like 40 times. I mean, look at it. <laughs> it still looks great. It's a, this, this, like, black so market, Chris. gray Your market so shirt. Red. It's far better quality than, like, any of the Old Navy, Abercrombie and Fitch. Old Navy. Is that still there goes thing? those uh, yeah. endorsements. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, if we had plugs. Old Navy on the line, Because, you know, you, you got all the Abercrombie models in this room. That's like, right. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't want to get too far into it. Lift your shirt. Did you, work, did you work at Abercrombie? I did. 
for a period of time. We actually that tracks. We, see, we had an Abercrombie model here. You did? just ruined it. Yep. You just ruined it. All of our Abercrombie money is just gone now. <laughs> uh, this takes us back to Star Wars somehow. Um, so we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, let's go. Let's go ahead and get. Let's talk Godzilla, and then we'll talk about the other two animated, the new animated series here. Cool. So Eleven and Tywin Lannister <laughs> got together and made a monster movie. Yeah. That's not a dig. No. Eleven does the monster thing pretty well. She does. Yeah. Can I tell you what shocked me too? As I was watching the Godzilla trailer, something occurred to me. What's that? We're in the middle of like a monster movie renaissance. Yeah. I had no idea we were there until like I looked around and I'm like, oh, oh that was a lot of monster movies. We've, that's yeah. a lot of monster yeah, flicks. But, but Godzilla itself, Godzilla's never gone away. Like Godzilla's always been a staple. And in mm-hmm. like in the United States, like we've had a theatrical release, like Right. Every so often. Right. But I mean, but if we think about the last five years, you know, Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. um, you've got yeah. uh, both of those. You've got uh, uh, this one, obviously. Cloverfield. Cloverfield, Kong, uh, Skull Island. Well, this is that same universe. Yeah. yeah. And then Godzilla, King of Monsters, which basically the, just said all of the monsters. Just yeah. we're not. What's the new rock? Uh, Rampage? Rampage. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I mean, and I think you could, and I think you would really easily bring Jurassic Park into that sure. same, into that yeah, same Jurassic World, yeah, especially with like yeah. the the gym, like the mo- the Irex and all that, yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah monsters, yeah. they're monsters, they're not dinosaurs, it's, yeah, they fit right in that, absolutely. And I was like, oh, we're in the middle of like, I just, I didn't either snuck up on me. <laughs> you don't expect the monsters to be what sneaks up on you, but what I got the, the impression I got from Godzilla is that they're like, we're not sure if we're going to get another one of these movies, so we're just all well, of no, them. The next one is going to be Godzilla versus King Kong. Uh, well, that makes sense, but they're going to run out of monsters here because they got Godzilla, Mothra, uh, uh, Rodan. I think is in Rodan. There. Rodan yeah. is in King there. Ghidorah's in there. Ghidorah, yeah. What was the name of the three-headed dragon? That's Ghidorah. King Ghidorah. That's, good. That's yeah. Ghidorah. Okay. I mean, let's not forget Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, he is going to wreck it. Well, and we haven't we haven't officially we haven't had like the theatrical release of Mecha Godzilla either, right? He, like that could be after the yeah. uh, wait, wait. Is someone working on Mecha Godzilla? Well, I mean, it's a thing. Like, it's it's. Well, I know it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of things are things. Well, Pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah. I think I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then basically. Well, anyway, yeah, you, like you said, you've got these these a lot of these monster movies involve like the the large robots. Like, what's the other one you said? Um, yeah, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. There was. Uh, well, sort of most of them. Because how do you fight? How do you fight a giant robot? Like you don't shoot missiles at him. There's all kind of Transformers movies coming out. Michael Bay is available. Like, that's uh, ooh. No, 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 no. Actually, yeah. here's the thing. This is exactly when you want Michael Bay. He is great at Bold just statement. mindless yeah. explosions. Uh, oh, never, and Godzilla is all the mindless explosions. Like he oh, will kill it, dude. The first Transformers movie was still awesome. It was. Uh, then he got a little too boop explosion. I think was well, that. He just got kidding? the same well, thing over and over. Was so, good too. What was that? 300 was good, too. Yeah. Then look yeah. what happened to that guy. Fair. Uh, so any other thoughts? So what do you think about this trailer here, though? I, I'm getting King Ghidorah. So, like, the, the toy box, you know, from, like, circa 1995 <laughs> is happy. I'm getting all my toys, just, like, smacking them in the bathtub together. That's what, it is. I, that's what they, I want. It's, we I we didn't get, get a lot of plot? <laughs> no. what, who cares about the plot? Yeah. Godzilla, the, the one before this in this universe, gave us all the plot, and no, everyone was like, just give us monster breath. You I know, was going to say, like, wanted. who gives a... If you're watching, if you're sitting down for Godzilla King of Monsters, like, man, I cannot wait to see what the plot here is. <laughs> like, I mean, dude, this, this is like your... Uh, you, this, that's the same guy that's still waiting on, on Fast and Furious to start to get finally get an Oscar nods. You know what I mean? Like, there's not... <laughs> You just, you sit down here for you know exactly what you're getting, and I'm not. That's not a dig. That's what I want. Right. 
You start, as long as they give you the monsters early and often, right? You're right, good. Right. But well, if they try right. to give you no plot and no monsters, that's when it sucks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's yeah. But this one, I mean, you look. look uh, uh, we have a plot though. We know that Eleven's mom, uh, Millie Bobby Brown, whatever. Eleven's mom uh, is evil, and she says that the only way that human beings are, she went with the whole human beings are the disease thing, uh-huh. and so she tricks people into awakening all of the kaiju monsters. Kaiju. Whatever we're gonna call these guys. Spoilers, Al. Yeah, Jeez. seriously. But that's what I. That's what I, 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 I <laughs> to stop Al from killing too many spoilers. How about this? How many? How many kids? Younger kids at an arbitrary age, eight to fourteen. How many of them are gonna watch this and be like, "That's the monster from Ready Player One." Oh yeah. And that's what that's where they know it from. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. All the answer is all. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. I'm okay with all. It. I'm still fine. Still fine. I'm good. It's, it's There's fine. a 36 year old man who will feel very. <laughs> Also true. Yeah. Also true. absolutely true. <sighs> okay. So we got two left here. Uh, uh, let's let's good because we're only at an hour. <sighs> hey, dude, listen, <laughs> listen. You we knew, still have to yeah. draft. <laughs> no, if you knew you knew what you were sitting for down for with this one. Hey, listeners, buckle up. We're starting the show. Disenchantment. <laughs> uh, so we've talked about disenchantment once or twice here already. Uh, they dropped what I think is a, a, a much deeper trailer here that gives you a little bit more about what's going on here. Uh, Scott, what was your thoughts? It's Game of Thrones meets Shrek. It's great. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's all of it. I I had not heard of this show before watching the trailer today. Oh, wow. I was shocked that they went with creator of Simpsons instead of Futurama because this feels much more in the Futurama pocket in the audience they want. But I'm like, oh, yeah, I did do The Simpsons. Shows what The <laughs> Simpsons is at now. Um, yeah. This looks this looks funny. I, I, I'm, all, I'm with you. Everything I think, think continues to impress. Uh, I'm finally glad we get to see a little bit more of the demon because the demon... Was the character that I was most interested in? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a little bit creepy, just how much uh, the elf looks like Bart Simpson. Oh no, I can't <laughs> see it. I, I think we're gonna get. I mean, this is Matt Groening, Graining, Graining, Graining. I was you corrected know, last time. Yeah, it's Graining. It's yeah. it's gonna be at his best, but uh, I'm I'm betting we get lots of Easter eggs, especially being an animated series. Like they're gonna be able to hide all kinds of stuff into the story, into the scenery. Oh, yeah, you know you're going to hear Nelson laugh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, well, and, and, and I think that you're going to find, uh, I, I think Bender shows up. I, Bender has to show up at some point. <laughs> that I'm in, though. Yeah, no, I'm 100% in. Just go watch the trailer. I, mean, I don't think I have new to say other than yes, please, more yeah, But of we this. talked about this last week pretty good. Right, so. right, right. Yeah. Uh, now, the Dragon Prince, though, I didn't know we were going to get a Dragon Prince trailer. I'm going to go refresh my drink. You, that's, you do that. That's fine. Because uh, we don't need you for this. Uh... So, just fucking epic. Just fucking epic. I have nothing else. Just fucking epic. If you understand... So, the trailer gives you jack shit. Let's yeah. be clear about that. You get like 48 seconds. You get to see a little bit of what the animation and style is. And it was funny, too, because you hadn't seen this before, right? Right, yeah. And so, the first thing he says when he starts when, when it starts coming up, he's like, anime knockoff. And then the thing pops up. It says from the producers of, of Avatar, The Last Airbender. He's like, oh, never mind. This is the real deal. Yeah. yeah which exactly is the right. animated Avatar Last Airbender. That's- yes. Yes. Yes, because... Fuck you, M. Night Shyamalan. I'm not forgiving you for that. I, I, I said, I will forgive that just before I forgive Fox for, for, for canceling Firefly. Yeah. Like, I'm that is... Pretty this, sure much all of the population is with you on that? Just, just, God, what a wasted opportunity. Yeah. But this is... Just watch it. It's amazing. I don't even have... All I have left to say is just like one like 15-minute squee. Yeah. And, just, just, and I don't know that that's going to really give a whole lot of nuance. Yeah, the, the pedigree of Avatar, I didn't follow Avatar when it came out and I was in that sort of like you know age it was really marketed at was like sort of you know that next level like world building sort of show for the Nickelodeon crowd to get them into some deeper stuff 
I didn't follow it, but I knew of it enough to be like, oh, this is kind of a big deal, even at that time. And yeah. it's, I mean, I'm, just, I'm waiting. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm laughing because keep, keep like you're, a gen, you're, you're like half a generation behind me now. And it doesn't matter who we have on this show. Like me and Al are always more versed in cartoons than like anyone we bring on or their children. Yep. <laughs> yep. I still. Yeah. Like, you know, I get, I keep getting yelled at because I keep watching DuckTales and not waiting for the children. Yeah. yeah I'm right there <laughs> I mean, like they talk through it. I want to watch it. Yeah. Like there is some serious story and universe connections happening right now. Okay. There are. Dude. Dude. You don't understand the ramifications of where they are going. <laughs> Donald's going to Cape Suzette. And if you don't understand how big that is, just, I don't even know what to tell you. You could go. I have the papers here. I <laughs> just, oh. But one of the things that, uh, to point out real quick that I like just about the teaser trailer is the, uh, the art. It's, it is. It's obviously the same animators, right? Um, right. The same animation style, but it's like Generation 3. Like you have Avatar The Last yeah. Airbender, which was, it's, an, it's American anime, right? I guess we need our own term, but it's, it's anime, American anime, Gen 1. But then you had Legend of Korra, which sort of ups the game. It's very oh, yeah. stylized the same, but they just up the game. It's kind of like Naruto like, or Dragon Ball Z. It's sort of okay anime, and then when they get to these action scenes, they, they bring the, uh, well, I think the Shippuden, big dogs in to write it. Right, well, because you see the difference jump from Naruto yeah. to Shippuden. With Shippuden, all of a sudden, you see them... Well, and just then from, from you know, between series, and then also just between episodes, like, you yeah. know, they got the B-writers doing the filler episodes, then when the big <laughs> boss fights hits, it's like, holy shit, these guys are good. Yeah. So just from the teaser trailer, you can see this is an upgrade from Legend of Korra. Like, this is going to be an impressive... Impressive I thing. can't. I just can't. And wait. that's just the art. I mean, we don't even get much. You don't get any story off this oh, thing. I'm so, so excited. I'm so excited. You mark my words. If you are an anime, if you're big into animation, American, yeah. I guess more animation because I watch anime, but this stuff is catching me more and more. Like American animation is catching up in a big way. Uh, uh, you mark my words. The Dragon Prince, man. Do you think that this dragon is like upset that Godzilla is the king of the monsters? I think only for a moment before he goes and fixes that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Crossover's coming. Godzilla ain't got shit on them. Godzilla's like a T-Rex. What's King he going to do? King Kong yeah. ain't got shit on me. That's a different different move. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm jumping film. universe. I'm jumping universes. That's my fault. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, so there we go. So there was all of Comic-Con in an hour and five minutes, which really, I got to be honest with you, not bad. Yeah. Not all of Comic-Con, but I mean. Oh, sure, we skipped over. Let's be honest. Comic-Con is all of the content. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous what they release at Comic. You, like you could read twenty four hours a day and not keep up with all of the content released at Comic. Did you see Marvel did show up with a um, uh, a grief counseling uh, tent yes. for for people who are, who are having trauma from Infinity War? I'm hoping that was That's a joke. Good. I'm hoping that was mostly a joke. I'm sure it was. Some great PR, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great marketing PR. either way. <laughs> that it's triage. Yeah. So good. And I think, and that's what I'm wondering, too, is I'm wondering how much they're going to move Disney is going to, uh, Disney is going to pull Marvel more and more into D23. Mm-hmm. Because when you have all of Disney, Star well, Wars, they, and Marvel, and if they, and once they pick up Fox, they've got the rest of Marvel. We say that every other year, though, because they skip Comic-Con every other year. Yeah. That's true. I guess we do that every year. Okay. Main topic. Hey, Andrew. What's up, guys? Welcome to For Geek's Sake. Uh, that's your microphone right there in the red one. Uh, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go ahead and do this. So I want uh, uh, Draftmaster, I would like you to walk us through what it is we're about to do, what the rules of the road here are. All right. So we are about to draft the executive branch five positions. We're going to draft a president, a vice president, a secretary of state, a secretary of defense, and the Secretary of the Treasury. They are going to be Americans. There are very, other, very few other limits in the terms of the scope of which you can choose. 
Uh, we do not necessarily care as much they have to be 35 years old to be the president, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but you can draft them in any order. Uh -huh. I have uh, pieces of paper right here with numbers one, two, three, and four on them. You will each grab one of these pieces of paper, so we'll have to figure out the order of which who is going to draft first. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll pull last. I'll let you guys pull slips first. That was more of a command than an. Oh, answer. I'm sorry. Let me grab one now before I get one of those. Thank you. And Scott, you can grab that one. All right. Who has number one? Sir, yes, sir. Oh, technical director. Ah, so Eli will go first. We will go uh, in my direction. So I think this is uh, clockwise. So uh, Eli like will go first, followed by Scott, Al, and then Dan. Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll just keep this order going. I don't think we need to go snake style. Oh, this draft. Uh, oh, he's going. He's not going snake style. No. He's the draft master. Sorry, so. I, I, get, I, get yeah. to, I get to control this. So uh, all right. So we will do this. Um, and again, you, you do not need to announce what position you are drafting for. You can, if you would like to. You can say that I'm drafting so-and-so as my president, uh, but you do not have to do that. You can kind of reveal that later on. But uh, in the end, you will have to have, as I said, a president, vice president, state, defense, and treasury in the cabinet. Okay. And those are really all the rules all right. so far. Okay. So, uh, Eli. So far. No, wait, wait. Uh, let me, I, 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 I want to ask you. So are you going to make the call as to who has the – are you going to call winner here? I will call a winner. Okay. I'll probably call it during the draft because it's going to be clear somebody's going to be tanking pretty quickly. As my, my <laughs> but, uh, and we'll see, we'll see I just want you to know if it's me, I'm going to yeah. grab the best ones I can think of just to wreck everybody else. Yeah. Well, and just I'm, so you know, Eli has been known to draft kickers in the third round. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and some Stephen Hawking's and some other people. Uh, yeah. You know, Should you I, I'm actually? Not, I'm not afraid of the odds sort of, uh, out, of the, out of the realm. Uh, well, you know what? Before we start drafting, though, I think this is a great time to mention. Oh, yeah. We have a, for geek's sake, fantasy football league that we have uh, just started for the first time. Um, we are opening it up first to contributors, folks who have been a guest on the show. So if you've been a guest and you're interested in uh, joining the league, drop me a line. Um, once we've got that done, if, if there's any available spots, then I'm going to open it up to well, guests, listeners. Patreon uh, backers. Oh, I'm yep. sorry, yeah. Patreon Patreons. backers actually come first. Oh, yeah. Patreon backers. Yeah. Screw you. Uh, both of you. Thank uh, Patreon backers. Oh, wait, no, wait. Andrew's both. Oh, yeah. He gets first go. pick. How dare you? That's right. He gets <laughs> actually first. He actually gets first pick in the draft because he's both. Oh. Unless one of those $20 people come through and then they... Uh, True. That's a... That's I think that was your second Patreon sponsor, as a matter of fact. But it's going to be a 12-person league. Yeah. Yes. It's going to have uh, individual defensive players and defensive team players. Okay. Um, it's going to be a very high-scoring league and should be a lot of fun. I am so excited. Okay. So that said... Uh, that said, I've, we are ready to roll here. So, so Eli, I will tell you, yeah. as, you, as you prepare to make your first pick, all right. uh, for all the listeners out there, the first rule of Draft Club... Mm -hmm. is that you always talk about Draft Club. You should be telling all your friends about this. You should be doing this all yourself. You should be drafting at home and competing with those who are here. Unfortunately, you can't win, but still. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Eli, with that said... But you can draft at home. Throw it yeah. on Facebook. We often yeah. have oh, uh, I listeners... Love, yeah. I love reading the, the stuff that, the, yeah. that our listeners put yeah, together. Because they're love always it. better than ours. They do. They constantly <laughs> yeah, yeah. whoop our ass. At the and end of each round, you can pause it and make your pick and yeah. then hit play again. Actually, yeah. I think they get to go first. So, really, pause it now. No, because they, no, no, no. Because no, they once we pick somebody, that person is no longer yeah. available. Just consider yourself to be going fifth every time. That's okay. how the draft works. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. but even still, they constantly they constantly kick our ass. Yeah. Uh, all right. Sorry. All right. So all let right. me preface all of our picks. Okay. Right, to this was much harder keeping it to Americans. Yep. Yeah. You know, especially since I kind of restricted myself to nationalized, like born in America, Americans. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I wasn't I wasn't thinking better for the most part. So uh, this was a lot harder than I thought it would be. So given that, I believe my first pick. Should be and must be, given the strenuous competition, um, uh, Professor Xavier. God damn it. Yeah, I knew that one was going to be a big one. So 
Yep. Yes. I got to take that one so down. And just, this is round robin, so thank you for the advantage. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, Xavier has a special uh, bonus for those of you who don't know that. As a bald man, he, has, yep. he gets bonus points. For that. <laughs> it's a, it's a very important. Oh, uh, Andrew's thing. playing favorites. Little known, but Goddamn uh, very, Chrome very, Domes. Very, very important thing. So, all right, Professor Xavier, I'm, off I'm, the a, board. I'm just a bald man in denial. That's all this is, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, with the second pick. All right, for Scott. vice president, I'm oh. taking Bruce Wayne. Mm. Okay. God. Yep, scratch that off. Oh, Bruce Wayne in the VP slot. In the VP slot. All right. Ooh. Well, I guess he, just, he doesn't have the time to commit fully to being president. He doesn't. And there's a bunch of other different players. I won't get into it, but yeah. I think right. he would make a great VP. You got it. Okay, okay, okay. This, can I tell you right now, because this is the truth, this is the first draft where I've been really nervous about what other people pick. Yeah. Because every yeah. other draft, we've had all of geek culture, and so I've just had like, whatever, I've got 500 for each of these. I'll just pick which. But now I'm like, I'm panicked, like, what is everybody else going to take? All right, I think I'm going to grab... I'm grabbing Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Beast from the X-Men. All right. Very intelligent. Mm, it's the first one that I had anywhere on my board. Questioning. Questioning why you would do that. Uh, Dan. Okay. Um, I'm not going to announce my position. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I kind of like that, too. I'm yeah, gonna, exactly. um, but I'm going to go with a national hero. Mm. A fuck global hero. The one who saved us all. On Independence Day. Yep. Captain Stephen Hiller. Oh, that's not who I thought you were going for. Ooh, you scared me for a second, because let's just say we have a very similar (laughs) pick there. Mm -hmm. All right, who did you you take him? No, 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 I didn't. Okay. Uh, You really threw out Beast this early? No, listen, listen. I think it was a reach. Uh, no, no, no. I've got, there's, there's a strategy. Not to criticize early on, but. I will criticize whenever I want. (laughs) (laughs) You, you, sir, are allowed to. All right, so who is the most likely to be taken after this? Ah, uh, jeez, oh, this is like... I'm, I'm happy. Like, there's so, I could pick everybody. I'm Go totally for it. open. Um, let's take... Let's take... So that's solid. <laughs> I did not expect my picks to be this, this open. So, I mean, we're only four picks anyway. How did you think there would be that many people gone after four <laughs> that's picks? That's true. There's only a handful of Well, pitches. I was thinking, you know, like... Not even a handful. It was only four fingers. I thought we were, were, were snaking it around, so oh, like it'd be you know, seven picks in between. You were planning yeah, to go sure. first, I see. Exactly. So let's go with uh, Captain James T. Kirk, the all-American boy. I think you've already got some strife in your cabinet here. I'm not sure Xavier and Kirk are going <laughs> to like that very much. But, uh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, especially if Xavier can read Kirk's mind. Oh, gonna, yeah, Kirk's not going to be a big go. fan of that. Yeah. Okay, for president, I'm taking Susan Storm, Invisible Woman, Fantastic Four. Oh, okay. Nice. All right. First, first lady. I, very I, important. I, I, too, have a woman for Hillary Clinton is pissed about that picture. I can't believe that he's still here. Uh, I'm grabbing Captain America. Mm, I thought that he was just about to be taken in the first round. I, th- I thought for some, there was yeah. no. I didn't think there was any way in hell he was, I was going to grab him round two, but uh, I went for so, different so, Steve. So Steve Rogers has gone over. Stephen also a very important name to choose. That is mm-hmm. my name. Uh, <laughs> Dan, the second pick. All right, I am going to go with. I am hmm. going to go with Frank Castle. Hmm. Now, that will be some strife in your cabinet. So, Frank Castle, of course. Uh, the Punisher. The Punisher. Yes. Yeah. And uh, to be more specific, uh, I, I'm envisioning the Netflix version 
There you go. Of Frank Castle. I'm envisioning the person who parks outside my gym every night with the Punisher on front of his car. Okay. He's also okay. like five foot two. So I hope he doesn't, doesn't park doesn't like a douche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he drive, does he drive a Jeep? Only 100% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so. And now we'll find out if he listens to the show. All right. <laughs> I'm going to throw this out. Wonder Woman. Nope. Wonder? No. Well, yeah. She was Themyscarian. She's Themyscarian. She's not American. Wonder Woman? She's yeah, not she lives American. In Paris. Did you see the movie? Mm-hmm. She, she lives the in Paris. Island that wasn't Hawaii. She's, she's not, an Amazon. Yes. She's not an American. She's in the Louvre. And the Amazon, not noted for but being But she's been American States. for how long? Like she, it she, doesn't matter. No. Oh, yeah. You, said, you even said naturalized. Yeah. I was, try, I was trying to slide that one by. Yeah, I mean, granted. I heard, granted. The, I heard these guys talking about it, so I was like, yeah. oh, maybe I'll slide this one by. They, they, she, did, she did wear for a long time the red, white, and blue... Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh Which is also Attire. the French colors when she lives in Paris. So I don't. I don't like your uh, logic there. Yeah. Benoit. There's, there's more than one country that uses those colors. Fine. Right, so we will allow you to it's have that mulligan. A, no, no, no. I, I will. I will. I will draft Robocop. <laughs> All right. Remember when he said one particular person would be tanking and third round. Third round. Third round. <laughs> yeah. Third round kicker. It's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> this is a confusing draft board for Eli so far. All right. I am taking Hank Pym, uh, MCU Hank Pym. Okay. All right. So, the, okay. Uh, so before we did this draft, I went to the uh, Canto Bike Casino, and I was discussing with them <laughs> the over-under on how many picks it would be before I did not know who somebody was. Mm-hmm. I had five and a half, uh, and so this was the over. I do not know who Hank Pym is. So uh, uh, He's the original Ant-Man. Mm, now I know who Hank Pym is. Actually, the head of... Pim Tech. Pim so yeah. So and so to be clear for our listeners, known wife Peter. Right. <laughs> so to be clear for our listeners, <laughs> why is that MCU Hank Pym? By right. the way, <laughs> Hank Pym is the one is not not Ant Man. Uh, Hank Pym is the dad. The the, the, the Michael Douglas. Michael character. Douglas. There we go. Yeah. Michael Douglas's character in the the Ant Man movies, uh, MCU movies. So that's well, he was also the Ant Man. Back in the day. Right, right. But I mean, for those of you who are not as who haven't, like, I mean, obviously I can see all about Hank Pym, but for those of us who aren't to do all that well, no, in Ant-Man the movie, it shows him as Ant-Man. Right, briefly. But I mean, when they talk about it, if you say Ant-Man, they're going to think Paul, people think Paul Rudd. So that's why I was trying to differentiate. It's fine. Good pick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <clears throat> noted. Noted. All right. We got Hank McCoy, Steve Rogers. <sighs> who is joining your Marvel team? This is actually going, I'll be honest, this is going a little better than I thought it would, so I'm feeling pretty good. It's what for you to think and for me to decide. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I am next going to grab Dick Grayson, uh, a.k.a. Nightwing, a, the original Robin. Uh, he's my next one. Oh, I know where you're putting him. Got it. Yes, right on the bench. Got it. Uh, <laughs> well, that's fine. We're not, we're not picking the Supreme Court either. It's a different kind of bench we're talking about. That's fine. No, that's fine. You, you're doubting. Wait till you see how this goes. All right. All right. Uh, next, I'm going to go with another American hero, Colonel Frank O'Neill, or Colonel Jack O'Neill, excuse me. Oh, in Stargate. I, I, yep. Yeah, see, that was a problem too because I couldn't pull anybody from Firefly. Mm, yeah. Yeah, those were not. He, uh, he saved us from the Gwawold. <laughs> he did. He saved us from the Ori. True. True. He also uh, fought in Nam. Negotiated many a, a, a uh, peace treaty, peace treaty, and, mm. and all kinds of things. This man mm-hmm. has Secretary of State written mm. all over him. This is what he does. Uh, he would hate that, though. All right, let me slide in here with he would my hate to be Secretary of State. fourth pick. My fourth pick. Um, I'm sort of worried. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna start. Re- I'm, I'm gonna start reaching because I've got to go. Uh, start reaching. Just right for Robocop. <laughs> you, you, you you don't know who RoboCop is. Next is RoboDuck. All right, let's go. Let's go with Emmett Brown. 
You would know him as Doc Brown. Doc Brown. Mm. Doc Brown. We are back. Eli is back. There we go. <laughs> He's back. He came back in a big way. Yeah. That is, that is tremendous. It paid off. It was a risk, but it pays off. <laughs> All right. I never thought that Doc would be drafted. This is, this is tremendous. I am going Big Barda. Wow. Ooh. Is Big Barda American? She lives in America. She's, a, <laughs> she's immigrated from... I thought that about Wonder Woman, too. You know, like, are we know. taking immigrants or are we taking no, people that currently we, well, reside in the United here's States? The thing. No, 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I think I, I, I'm going to be okay with it for two reasons. Most important that he wasn't here when we were having the naturalized American discussion. Also, this is his first draft. Mm-hmm. Also, if, I don't know that I'm comfortable with us taking an anti-immigrant stand on the show. I win! That, <laughs> uh, what about an anti-new gods? <laughs> I, 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 I love your fear of it. It's like theoretical, hypothetical... Anti-immigration. <laughs> I just, I mean, there's a couple reasons. There's a couple reasons I'm going for this here. Yeah. Well, Al, yeah. Al, Al, listen, I got. I'm, well, I'm going to argue. What does the draft master say? It's, well, yeah, it's his call. It's true. Uh, I don't know how big Barda is, so it's not going to help. Exactly. She's not from Earth. You know, I don't care. I, I think we need reform. I think we need hi, mythological, hypothetical, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> is there a case to be made? Reform. <laughs> that big Barda is American. She's been living in the United States ever since she defected from Apocalypse after joining with Mr. Miracle in the U.S. I'll allow it. I like it. I like the yep. story. It sounds we, good. We do have a judge. This is, this is yeah. awesome. It does. It does. I'm liking this. Yeah. yeah. No, I like it. I'm liking this. I, I support the uh, Big Barda inclusion. I also like the name. It's excellent. Yeah. I, also, I actually just really like the phrase Big Barda inclusion. Um. <laughs> also good. Also good. And it's a, it's another, I assume this is a woman. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. So. Uh, okay, then. Uh, for my fourth pick, I am grabbing Carol Danvers, mm, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. You, you bastard. That was my next pick. Yeah. Hey, Captain Marvel is American? Yes, she is. Yes. She is. She's actually a member of the U.S. Air Force. Yeah. Uh, okay. And a goddamn that. American where, hero. Where was she born? Uh, Midwest, somewhere in the Midwest. Damn it. Uh, okay. so note, not in the Amazon. Yeah, not in the Amazon. <laughs> not, not, not in the <laughs> where she was born. Very clear. Uh, Dan, so we are now sitting at the, uh, the, the penultimate pick for you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with... Uh, oof, i got to change my pick because he took one. Uh, I'm going to go with Dr. Manhattan. That's a good call. All right. Mm-hmm. I thought about that one, too. Can I... You, can, you cannot draft Dr. Manhattan. No. <laughs> you cannot do that. Uh, you, can, you can cross him off your list. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> That's what you can do. All right, so this is, uh, this is the fifth and final round. Uh, there are no substitutions, right? So whatever, whatever role you're looking to fill, this is your last spot. And so after you pick, you now need to reorder your squadrons into uh, one, two, three, four, five there on our list. So Eli, with uh, your last pick to join Doc Brown, RoboCop, Captain Kirk and Charles Xavier. I gotta admit, when you say it, when you list it like that, yeah, yeah. it does sound pretty awesome. I, uh, I, stretching for the last round worked. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I yeah, you were so I'm, the... I'm gonna stretch even a little farther. You taking stretch Armstrong? No, 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 no. That, that was just an analogy, not, not, not a uh, sly pun, because I'm, 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 I'm as bad at puns as Al hates them. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna take the Joker. I, I cannot wait. To, I just want to sit under the cabinet meetings. <laughs> I actually don't even care about anything else. I just want to sit under that cabinet meeting. Yeah. Mm. I mean, RoboCop, I think, kills the Joker, or the Joker kills RoboCop by the end of the first cabinet meeting. You know. No, f- screw the cabinet meeting. I want to be there for the confirmation hearings. That, I think, would be... Well, no, no, listen, a, a true government should have full representation, right? 
I mean, yes. So you should super- also always think about the fact that, you know, were your president to die, these people are now next in line for yes. successes. I have a mm-hmm. hypothesis that the Joker will not be the president. No. <laughs> no. He, he might be the furthest is down, so hence the least likely. Yes. Or it is a Joker, so maybe the most likely. And in this case, the Joker will be the, uh, the Secretary of the Treasury if he's that is, the, the furthest down. That is correct. Furthest, uh, which, uh, which is awesome. But this is the Joker, so he could be the most likely. And the joke could be on all of us here. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. All right. This is a risky. I'm going. Uh, Bring it. I'm going Jean Grey. Mm. She was on my list too. She was on my. I almost grabbed her for about three different positions. Man, it's gonna be an explosive group you've got there. Yeah. Man, we got Storm. We got Jean Seriously. Grey. Seriously. So, uh, so Jean Grey just joined Big Barda, uh, Hank Pym, Storm, and Bruce Wayne. Uh, Not Storm. Storm. Susan. Storm. Susan Invisible Storm. Woman. Sorry, sorry. Susan so, Storm. So how many Marvel characters is that for? Yeah, Storm definitely not available. Uh, right. Hank Pym, Storm, Grey. No. Yeah. Three. Three. It's not Storm. It's Susan Storm. Sorry. Invisible, Invisible Woman. Woman. Fantastic Four. So all Marvel characters, right? No. No? Bruce Wayne is Big DC. Big Barda. Bruce, oh, Wayne is DC. Okay. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Wayne is DC. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Trap Master. Uh, I, I'm ready for pick number five. Yeah. So I, just, I, I, need to, I need to ask a question here real so, quick. So, so your, your fifth pick, before you ask this question, will be joining uh, Hank McCoy, Steve Rogers, Dick Grayson, Carol Danvers. Mm-hmm. And now there is time for questions. Okay. It sounds like getting a lot of nothing done. Are you? <laughs> Excuse me? You mean leading the world into a new utopia? Did you, as a child, watch Tailspin? Yes. Okay, good. Then I'm feeling much more confident about my last pick. Yeah. Uh, my final pick uh, is uh, Shere Khan from Tailspin. <laughs> Specifically, the Shere Khan from Tailspin. I almost went Launchpad McQuack, but I couldn't verify he was American or not. <laughs> Uh, I voted yes. I was voted down by others. Uh, but, uh. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Launchpad is the most American. That's like the most purely yeah. American animated character of all time. But I couldn't verify it, so I, I, I nixed it. Because he comes from, he's in multiple properties. He does. Yeah. For my final pick, all right. so, I'm going with... We're joining Stephen Heller, uh, the savior of Independence Day, Frank Castle, the Punisher, mm-hmm. uh, Jack O'Neill, mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Manhattan. Yes. Joining them, we have General Thaddeus E. Thunderbolt Ross. Ooh. <sighs> A.K.A. Red Hulk. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. I thought. I thought. So it that all. is yeah, uh, again. That one. That was Bruce a bit Banner. of a deeper cut. So for those of you who aren't familiar, if you'll remember from uh, Civil War, uh, he was Marvel Civil War, not the one in the eighteen sixties. Uh, <laughs> he was. He was the general that was pushing the Sokovia Accords and all that stuff. Yep. In the comics, he famously becomes, and he also was a guy who chases the, the, uh, the Incredible Hulk around. Rumor um, has it we will be seeing that in the MCU, possibly. Yes, so, so I do too. So Red, he eventually goes under some experimentation and becomes a, a red version of the Incredible Hulk, known as Red Hulk. The Red Hulk. Yes. So it spawns lots of other Hulks and things. Right. Then there's a whole Hulk team. There's a cartoon series about it. It's weird. All right, so we have our squadrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are allocating your positions, if you didn't already do that. So, Eli, uh, I'm going to run a hypothesis by you. All right. The Joker will mm-hmm. be the Secretary of the Treasury. Correct. RoboCop will be the Secretary of Defense. Correct. And, and I chose RoboCop over Nick Fury, because I can't believe no one chose Nick Fury for nothing. But I have a personal rule where I, so I have to try to get all my characters from different properties. You guys are all racist. Uh, yeah. so, so, um, <laughs> uh, Captain Kirk is your Secretary of State. Correct. Uh, Doc Brown is your Vice President. Correct. And Charles Xavier. Damn, this guy's good. Yeah, look at he that. has the draft master. That's right. I, see, you know, I would have flipped, flipped the President and the Secretary of State. 
I had Xavier down as my Secretary of State I think because Kirk is your emissary who goes out there. I mean, he, Kirk, he, he went Kirk, to New Worlds. But Kirk is a true mm-hmm. alpha. He doesn't. But he's gonna fuck everybody that he meets. Well, that's what you want your president. Yeah, that's to what do. you want your Secretary of State to do. <laughs> yes. Well, I just thought sending a telepath as your secretary to do your negotiating seemed like a really seemed just like a no pun intended, a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I messed that up. That is totally what I had because. Because Kirk would never be second fiddle to anybody. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, I I, I wrote that down wrong completely. Uh, so, you, so you have you have Xavier as the as the secretary. Of State yes, and Kirk I do. As totally. I wrote Fair that because yeah. I actually had the same. Like, right here, I have Kirk as my president there. I just totally wrote it wrong. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah because, because he, the president. Ha- yes, he has a lot of responsibility, but he's more of a figurehead and. That's that's Kirk. Like and he's not playing second and, fiddle to anybody. And, he, and scares the shit out of people because they don't want to because they know he will actually. He's yes, got, he's a little unhinged. Will he? Will, will he fight us? Yes, yes, yes he yes, absolutely he will. will fight us. Whereas Xavier is the perfect dude to like be your diplomat and, and kind of like watch out for the, the actual best interest of your economy. Scott. Okay, so president. I've wait, wait, wait. Do you want to let, let them in? Sorry. I don't think we're defending our, our answers yet. He's, he's guessing them all. Okay. I want to see okay. if you can put them. I'm impressed that he put them in order. Uh, okay. Well, I was actually off by two on for Eli, so screw him. But uh, <laughs> he points for that. <laughs> I think you started with, so you started with Bruce Wayne as your, you started with him as your vice president? Or your president? Vice president. Vice president, that's what I thought. Vice president was Bruce Wayne. I would make Jean Grey your secretary of defense. Nope. No, no state. No. State? State. state. Yeah, Again, you get the telepath. Yeah. Uh, man, Big Barda. I don't know Big Barda, so I'd assume maybe, is a Big Barda a huge person? Uh, she's, <laughs> a, um, she's, a, she's Secretary of Defense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what Secretary of Defense. She's got to be Defense, right. So then, mm, yeah, so I think you make Pim your president? No. No, Storm? Um, Susan Storm is president. Susan Storm is president. Do not know her. So that leaves Pim as... Treasury. Yes. Nice. Which actually, so Susan Storm, um, there was no really great portrayal of her. No. Um, she was just, she was, film, no. she was played by Jessica Alba in the early the 2000s. And then who played her in the other one? Who cares? I blacked it out. Um, I mean, Jessica Alba. I mean, yeah, I mean, Jessica, um, was, character from House of Cards um, played her in Fan Four Stick. I yeah. forget her name. Fan Four Stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, that is my favorite. <laughs> you never heard that before? No. Yeah. I'm not, That's I'm, how it was written on the yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I just, I got the second he said it. That was, that was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> I don't know Dick Grayson. Nightwing, first Robin. Just Batman. Robin. He's the, well, the one so, who said so, fuck Batman. Yeah. So, so in any case, if you have a Robin, it's got to be a vice president then. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America. I would make him. Make him your Secretary of State. Nope. Make him president. He is the president, he's man. The president. Dude, he's 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 Captain America. It Steve. is there in his name. He's yeah. Steve Rogers. No, I get no, I, I get why you'd go there. But he's Steve Rogers. He is he is. I mean, there's nobody more upstanding and moral and is going to do what's right. But he's a doer, not a delegator. No, he leads mm-hmm. team. No, he leads teams all the time. He will definitely be a more active president sure. than, than sure. a lot of other ones, but he, he's going to do the right thing, and he's going to look out for what's best for the United States. Until he becomes Russian slash Hydra, because he does that. I ignored. The <laughs> <laughs> thing is, I mean, if we're going to get deep into comics, we'll argue yeah, that yeah, I was yeah. having we, with we producer Dan. Dan would win that battle against all of us. So. All right. so is your beast then defense? Nope. Treasury. Secretary of State, man. Woo! Yeah. Hank McCoy is incredibly intelligent, incredibly well-spoken, 
spoken before the Senate many times. Spoken before the Senate many, many times. Insanely well read. True. Uh, and, is, and is very sensitive to other cultures and other people. Basically been the mutant emissary in Washington. Exactly. Uh, also, he's huge and intimidating as fuck. <laughs> so <laughs> I think, you know, you've got a little bit of that going too. And a super genius. And also a super genius. So yeah, Secretary of State. Yeah. I don't really know Captain Marvel that well. So I went with her. She's my Secretary of, uh, of Defense. You'll meet her in March. That's what uh, yeah. I always, <laughs> for me, the Secretary of Defense uh, should always have um, military experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you want somebody who understands the horrors of war. Um, she was in the, Air, in the Air Force, right? Yeah, my assumption yeah. was she was yeah. defensive. Shere Khan was your treasury. Was yeah, no, Shere Khan. <laughs> treasury is actually the one I struggled with the most. Mm. But, um, I was, but once I thought it was Shere Khan, I was like, oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Because uh, you need your Secretary of Treasury, I think, of all the positions, I know this is going to sound weird, yeah. I think your Secretary of Treasury has to be the most ruthless. Hence the Joker pick. Yeah, yeah. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't knocking the Joker right? pick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think that that cabinet also gets along with each other pretty well. Um, and I think we have a lot of, I've got a female, a guy, a blue guy, and a tiger. So I feel like I've really, <laughs> I'm really kind of going across the... Yes. All right, Dan. Yeah, what you, you got you, for me? You've got a couple American heroes in here. I've got several. Can I tell you, by the way, I almost drafted Sergeant Slaughter as my Secretary of Defense. <laughs> I thought about it too. <laughs> I, was, I really wanted Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. I also I had um, um, Thomas Whitmore, the uh, president from Independence Day. Oh. Yeah. He would have won. You should have drafted him, dude. So you either put an American hero in defense or as the president, which has happened many times in our history. So I think it goes it goes plus or minus depending upon the president. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna choose Eisen, I'm gonna choose Eisenhower as my first model. So yeah, yeah, that's that's the way it goes. Well, Ulysses S. Grant is when it goes the other way. Yeah, Zachary Taylor's worse, but uh, that's true. Uh, Stephen Heller, I will put hashtag Tippecanoe and Tyler too. As my guess is, you chose him for your president. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Which one was that? Stephen Stephen Heller. Heller. Okay. Yeah. Will Smith. Welcome to Earth. Yeah. I think you want your Punisher now. See, you could put your Punisher in many of these positions. It would be very, yes. very successful. Uh, and, you, and you also have uh, Thad Ross was the red yeah the Th- Thunderbolt Ross yeah the general from um, Civil War so I think Thad Ross then is going as your defense nope no nope. really VP oh wow yep, yep. Mm-hmm. okay okay so is your Punisher then man Secretary of State. I'm betting Secretary of State. No, I, I think you would go Treasury there for your. No, he's defense. He's defense. He's defense. Damn, we're all over the map yeah. here. Frank Castle, defense. Frank sure. Castle. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you get, the, you get the vet. I get the military experience. I'm tracking. Mm-hmm. I just, I would hate to be, I would hate to be on the opposite of the negotiating table from Frank Castle. Like that would just, yeah. as a Secretary of State, that is not the guy I want to negotiate. I, was, I want him guarding the Treasury. There's no money going out of there. That right? is true. Nobody's getting, <laughs> nobody's getting money. Yeah. Literally, no one. So, Doctor, yeah, Doctor Manhattan, then. He's got to go state then. No, he's treasurer. No, he's he's treasurer. Oh, treasury. yeah. I'm he's terrible at this. He's got to be treasurer. He can see the future. He knows what's going to happen yeah. with the markets. Yeah. He's a genius. And yeah. That, so that leaves Jack, Jack O'Neill. He's as blue. As your secretary Probably of state. Probably yeah. I just... I, and that leaves uh, Jack O'Neill to be my secretary yeah. of state. He's tough, but he's also got a great sense of humor. He can deal with people from anywhere... Well, Anytime. But he's so he's so like yeah uh, flippant though. So, so let's jump into defending our picks or attacking others' picks. I like this. Go ahead. I'll keep keep going. Here's the thing. Jack O'Neill mm-hmm. is a dick. Mm-hmm. Correct. And and exactly. The Secretary of State has to have a softer touch than that. No, Jack has a very soft touch. No, he basically tells people to get bent in like every episode. Only if he doesn't trust them or doesn't like them. 
Sure. Which you don't trust anybody. That's rule number one. Right. Especially for the Secretary of State. Yeah, exactly. Not even like but your he's own always, cabinet. He's always looking out for the best interest of the United States and the Earth. And I, and I just want to point out here, you've got a, a, a heavily, like, you're, you've got a, a, a homicidal maniac mm-hmm. with severe PTSD. Yeah. As What was he doing for you? Uh, Secretary of Defense. Yeah, literally. Yeah, that, the nation. That's your top, your top. Who, whose hands would you rather be in? Literally <laughs> anybody else's. Literally anyone. Like, yeah. I think the Joker comes after that, but not by a whole lot. Again, this is the, the Netflix version. He's already had his revenge on everybody. He's in a much better state of mind now. So far, this we know. This season one. I, all right. As a, uh, so as somebody who is not as well informed as you all, mm-hmm. Uh, Eli and Al have the most picks for which I was very familiar with these people. Uh, mostly Eli, because he chose... Took that into consideration. He chose I did, Emmett, I did Emmett Brown. <laughs> I, I don't know your geekdom well right, enough. So, so here, here's my, <laughs> my Doc Brown as vice president. What is so great about it is he's a little, he's a little crazy on the hinge, but he has dealt with... He has dealt with... Um, uh, uh, Libyans? Libyans, drug cartels, militants, right? Cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys. That's true. That's he, has, true. He, is, he, is, he is smart. He has had a fortune, lost a fortune, right? And he's, he's crazy intelligent. Not only that, but he... He's stolen plutonium. He, he also has the ability to go into the future. So all the mistakes the actual president makes, because let's be honest, Kirk is the president. He can, he can see the mistakes, and as vice president, as the true good man behind the curtain, he's able to solve the problems that uh, the president creates. I'd yeah. just like the record to reflect that I have four military heroes. That is, that is, that is tough to, to go against. I mean, we also have a tiger that was chosen mm-hmm. on here, which mm-hmm. is like the, Stop. Yeah. the only... Not a lot of American tigers are yeah, there. I don't, I don't, I, I don't for, know if that counts. I, I, think, I think... I believe... Born here. I don't know. He's born here. I lose the diversity. It's literally all, all like middle-aged white dudes. So, yeah, sorry. Uh, Scott has two women. Yeah, three women. Three, women. three women on this team, which, which right. brings a whole different uh, level of, of, of really authority, I think, to the board. Well, and I think, and I, and I, I gotta, I gotta admit, first of all, Doc Brown is VP, maybe my favorite pick of the draft, but, but Susan Storm as president makes a hell of a lot of sense. Because with Susan Storm, you also get Mr. Fantastic, who is one of the as smartest the, men yeah, in the, the Marvel universe. Now, yep. now I wanted you to defend your Hank Pym vote, though. Mm-hmm. Well, he's been in the private sector. He's familiar with how these things work at like a, a mechanized level. Technocrat. He's built up an entire industry and had to see it fall and come back. He's very skeptical of government interference. So he's okay. got counterbalance having to deal with S.H.I.E.L.D. and HYDRA. So he's able to take a look at if things are going south. So where, and where did you slot him at? I slotted him at his treasury. Hmm. Hmm. But what, is, what experience does he have with the treasury? Well, he's rich. And he's got good with numbers. He's been able to meticulously put together. He's also a brilliant scientist when it comes to seeing how things work. I don't know if that works as an economist, though. Mm. Well, Dr. Manhattan, if we want to talk about, he isn't an economist. He's a scientist, and we said that. Well, but he's traveling to the future, though. He can can predict the the, the market trends with his abilities, and he's also just generally a super genius. And did you see that big blue, you know? (laughs) Blue blue swing top. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but when when everything (laughs) goes south, they can just get really small and... You're like, I'm out of here. Well, then. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> here's the deal. Dan, I'm sorry. There are too many military people in here. Uh, I think there should be too many fights in the cabinet, literal, actual fights in the cabinet, <laughs> uh, and weapons, and I think it just it would be out. <sighs> Al, you have a tiger 
that is far too close to the line of succession for anybody to be felt comfortable. What are you talking about? It's just not... It's you not, specious bastard. It's mm. not going not gonna to cut it. So now we're left with Eli and It didn't say American humans. I'm just... It didn't. It no. Didn't, but... No, I didn't realize... Scott, I didn't realize that it was right. with a specious. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 tigers belong at zoos. Wow. That is the stance of our cabinet. Wow. Uh, Scott, bring it. Eli has the Joker. It's four spots away. Well, so, in fairness, there's also the president pro temporary. All right, so and, let, me, and, let me tell you about the Joker. Let me tell you about the Joker. The Joker has a chance to become the president, right, which is so a gigantic problem. That is a problem. The, for the United States. Is this the Jared Leto doctor? Or, uh, Joker, I mean? This is, a, this is the amalgam of all Jokers. Oh, Jesus. That doesn't help. That, that doesn't help, help at all. That doesn't help at all. But wait. Right. Skin face. So, Xavier, being the cl- working closest with the Joker, has the ability to predict and know what he's doing. Plus, Doc Brown can understand and, and see futuristic if the Joker goes nuts. You can't predict the Joker. Yeah, he's literally in the future. So, <laughs> but not being able to predict a Joker, here's the, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing with the Joker, right? He does amazing things with nothing, right? Like, he literally, all right, so in the Dark Knight, he burns literally a room full of money. <laughs> like, we should be like, that's counterintuitive. It's like, right? Yeah, no, I think counterintuitive is the word I would it's use. It's like yeah. raising the interest rate. It's counterintuitive, but it serves a purpose because doesn't matter what the Joker's ever doing, he's, he's, he's fully funded. Like, you never see the Joker not, like, live in luxury or have SUVs, rocket launchers, or pull off the most inane plans having never actually done anything. So he's a trust fund kid. Oh, he is amazing. <laughs> so the, the Joker has the ability to just come up with all the money. I'm not buying it. Mm. No. Like, I, you know, as... It's as, an amazing pick. As compelling as that is. But RoboCop also. We have to discuss RoboCop. And, and to have Doc Brown be involved is tremendous, but I think Scott has somebody who can just simply say, I'm Batman. And when you can say, I'm Batman. Even if it's into the mirror to himself, he knows he's Batman. Batman. He knows he's Batman. Bruce Wayne was my other treasure, but you stole him first. <laughs> That's yeah. why I was like, yeah, I was like, he'd be perfect because like he moonlights <laughs> as yeah. the Batman. It's like, this is amazing. Yeah. One, of the, one of the key components of, a, of an excellent draft is drafting people who can be put into multiple slots as needed. And uh, I think with an invisible woman involved in here, right? Yeah. She can probably do almost anything that she wants to. Exactly. Uh, you have somebody who comes from outer space and somehow is American, which is complicated and hard to do. This is how, how they roll. I think our guest is the winner. <sighs> All right. All right. I smell a fix. All right. I, just, I want to recount. Folks, uh, uh, what do you, no, I want to know you folks think who, who had the best one? Do you agree with the draft master uh, uh, or. Or did he, did he misspeak and it was mine that was the best? Um, <laughs> if you agree, go ahead with me. Go ahead and put your, your, your thoughts in the comments. Otherwise, keep it to yourself. Uh, I want to thank you guys both. Uh, this was, I like this draft. I like these drafts much better. Yeah. It, narrowing yeah. it down worked very well, I think. So it did. Next time, maybe we narrow it down a little more. Oh, like, God. To yeah. a pool. I, we're gonna, we've been talking yes. about doing the actual some, pool thing some here. Real comp- y'all tell us what you think. Some real competition in here. Oh, uh, God. This was already stressful enough as it was. And if you're interested in joining the Fantasy Football League... Drop us a line. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into uh, uh, our B-roll here. Let's let Scott bring oh boy. it down a notch. Uh, oh, boy. Right. Scott. Professor Killjoy coming in. Um, James Gunn, director of the Guardians movies, probably the second son over at Marvel Studios, was just fired for some very problematic jokes, mm-hmm. tweets, from, I think it was 15, 17 years ago. Um, some unsavory well, characters. Some as recently as six years ago. Right. Some as recently, oh, that's, it was okay. Yeah. It was, okay, so um, 
somebody um, dredged us up. We'll get into details of exactly who that was and for what reason that was all dredged up. Mm-hmm. Um, but Marvel um, caught wind of it. and Disney. Disney caught yeah, wind let's, of let's, it. Let's be clear there, yeah. Disney caught wind of it and um, showed them the door. So that's the groundwork. And yeah, what the hell just happened, guys? So this, this thing came out of the blue, and it's... It's weird for a couple of things. First, no, no, I'm sorry. Let's let let let's establish a couple of things just as as base fact here. Mm-hmm. Um, the tweets were gross. Yes. Um, they were. You could tell by at a, at a glance that these were for shock value. Um, mm-hmm. You know, attempts this is at humor. Attempts at humor, but mostly just to get a reaction. Sure. You know. Uh, 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 if you, I mean, you, you've, you, there's a hundred comics out there that, that, that do this stuff. Actually, mm-hmm. most of the folks who do the roasts, the Comedy Central roasts, absolutely. Uh, your Howard Stern, Shock Jock kind of thing. They're this, I mean, there's stuff, and you can go back and read them if you want, but let me share, let me save you a little bit of nause, nauseam. Uh, uh, things about uh, uh, child rape, things about murder, uh, killing small children, and just like Nambla, like just. Like, just a bunch of that kind of really gross stuff. And at the time, he... The Nambla thing was a retweet, by the way. Yeah. Several of these were also retweets where he was retweeting something that somebody else had said. Well, and there was one where he talked about uh, uh, trying... Well, there's some, there were some, some sexually uncomfortable ones. Yeah, they're, they're, they're bad. They're, they're bad. Ba- there's, no, there's no way to even pretend to cover that part up. It's, it's god-awful. Yeah. Uh, and the last ones were done when he was in his mid-40s. So this isn't like, you know, like an 18, 20-year-old doing this. This is, this is folks who are of an age where I would say we should know better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we also need to acknowledge um, with this that, that this, wasn't, this wasn't a secret. This is something that, that James Gunn had discussed repeatedly over the past five, six years um, since he stopped doing those. And he's had to answer for them since he got tapped, since he got tapped for Guardians. And has already so this it's not like these were these were hidden things that just suddenly somebody popped back out with. Um, so they they were they were already in existence well before this whole thing went down. Um, so the also I think the I think it's fair to say that the firing here kind of came out of the blue. Um, right. There was there, people had been if you're following this thing closely there have been guys there have been people that were gunning for James Gunn no pun intended for a while now. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that they managed to get that they were successful, I think, probably came as a surprise to everybody, including the folks trying to get James Gunn fired. Um, I would say those are probably the, the core facts. you think I'm missing anything there? Um, I think that's about right. So, so now we get into the more interesting piece here. Right, which is um, this has been a bit of a, I would call it a social pressure campaign online, a tit for tat with various individuals that have seen, um, let's call them celebrities, um, fired from their shows. I'm going with Roseanne here. Uh, was it, Ro- is it Roseanne? Yeah. yeah. Roseanne, okay. So some reason Roxanne popped in my head. <laughs> um, Roxanne getting fired. No, the she thing was the one with a, the red light. It was a very yeah, different thing. Yeah, put on the red light. Um, so this was seen as a tit for tat or, um, to get him off of a show so that it, it's really... Where do I even go? This is... It's Comics Gate. This is a Comics mm-hmm. Gate adjacent and not a Comics Gate direct situation of... We had spoken on that show I was on a while back about um, what Comics Gate is, what's coming, and if the MCU is really prepared, and Disney, by proxy, is prepared for what is going to be coming down the pipeline right. with some of these people come gunning for these no, pardon me, um, new characters and these new movies coming out. And you're, I think the question really becomes, did Disney make the right call here? 
in the long term, I think that's what's up for debate, and a lot of people are coming down on both sides of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what does everyone think here, whether this was the right call or not? Well, the right I want to I want to I want to back up here because I'm I also want us to discuss um, the uh, the the Comicsgate thing. So the Comicsgate was an offshoot again. This is the same. These are effectively the 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 very close to the same folks who were responsible for Gamergate, uh, uh, Puppygate. If mm-hmm. you've been listening to the show for a long time. Um, uh, the men's rights groups. It's all the same players, yes. But these are MRA, uh, right? So the Star Wars controversy, right? The this folks is very are, adjacent, right? Us. So these are this is the toxic this is the toxic segment of the fan community mm-hmm. that has been gunning for them. Now, why? But why James Gunn in particular? That was one of the things I was not able. I was He's not been speaking out against Donald Trump a lot. He's been very vocal about his uh, his political standings. But so have a lot of, I think there's been a lot of folks, I mean, I'm on Twitter for Unfor Geek's Sake stuff, and I've got to be very, very careful well, to ju- what I touch, because it's like real. Cause we, the we, line right. that they drew is Roseanne and him are both Disney employees that are, have been saying things on Twitter that are inappropriate. It's a matter of moral equivalency. They're trying yeah. to get into a moral equivalency argument that you've done one, you fired one person for having espoused certain views. Mm-hmm. This person has espoused equally abhorrent views. Well, if you don't fire them, you're being a hypocrite. And right. of course, there's a lot of nuance and gray area in there when you get into the facts, but this is the line that they're trying to draw and the sort of um, muck they're trying to rake up. And this is, you see this tactic in Gamergate a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, right. um, John Oliver's covered it, calling it whataboutism. Mm-hmm. Essentially, right. oh, this person does something about, well, what about this? It's a matter of diverting, deflecting, so no one really knows where the truth is, and it's just meant to burn the whole thing down. Mm-hmm. And you've seen this tactic, and I think Disney, honestly, did the right call for their, um, let's call it brand security moving forward. But I see that it's going to be, I can see how people could find it problematic and that people could be deeply offended by it and that this is going to cause a lot of strife moving forward with the launch of movies like Captain Marvel coming up. So I'm going to, I'm going to disagree. Um, here's where I come down. These tweets were done the last, I, I did the math on these tweets. So the last tweet was about two years before Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy drops, right? So p- prior to that point, he does a bunch of smaller run, James Gunn does a bunch of smaller run stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and a bunch of, I mean, the tweets were in line with his brand. Sure. Just put it that way. Um, it's about two years, two years before Guardians drops, if you follow the way movies work, he got hired by Disney. And when he did that, he cleaned up his act, mm-hmm. and then he went forward and he created, you know, he created Guardians of the Galaxy, and he was open about this thing the entire time, and he talked about how, he's even talked repeatedly about how, how Rocket Raccoon, who is this angry, insecure, lashes out all the time, mean to everybody around him thing, and then over the course of the movies, we see him grow to become a whole lot more, mm-hmm. that he was, that hits the character that he most likens himself to. So, well, you've got that piece going on right there, and then... I think the and when you compare that to, to the situation with Roseanne and, I, and I'm, we we try so hard to stay out of politics and it's getting so hard because politics is bleeding into pop to geek culture in Especially. such a huge way, but um, I think the difference here is that Roseanne dropped uh, an incredibly offensive tweet while on the show while a part of this Absolutely. show after a string of very recent like there was no point that that there was really stopped they slowed down a little bit so she dropped that tweet while on the show, while on the job. Mm-hmm. I think if James Gunn drops any of these tweets after Disney has hired him, mm-hmm. you have a completely different scenario, at which point I think you are comparing apples to apples and you drop it. Um, but I The think- other thing is that Roseanne's tweet was also uh, attacking an individual. Absolutely. 
and his tweets are jokes, generalizations. It's not about a particular individual. He doesn't. That's not, he, no, there's he a couple about, there. He talks about children and as as a as an entity. He doesn't talk about say Millie Bobby Brown as a child. No, but he does talk about several women in ways that are just gross. Right. Um, so, but specific women. Then in ways that, that is, I, I didn't see any of those. Yeah, there. There was I. I was not a better person for having read that shit. Um, but I don't. So this, I guess, for me, if I look at my career, and 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 I think this is where it gets for me. I think what well, the reason that I identify with this so hard, uh, you know, is we talk about all the time. Our, I'm 37. My group, my generation, my not even my generation, my micro generation, the couple of years above and below me, mm-hmm. we were the last ones to go through childhood and our early 20s without social media. Mm-hmm. And if social media had existed when I was 22, we'd be different people. Jesus, we wouldn't have. I mean. Wow, uh uh. I don't. mm, mm. If it was there when you were 14. Yeah, I mean, not just different people. You would be a wholly different person. I mean, forget, I mean, assume I did all of the same stuff. Like, I know when I met my wife, and this is a true story, when I met my wife, I had a a, a handful of pictures, like physical pictures, like printed out Mm -hmm. that I took, and I took the negatives to those pictures, and I burned them. So that I knew that those pictures could never come back to haunt me again, right. because I had the only copies and I had the negatives and I burned them and they're gone forever. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, there is no there is no equivalency in 2018. Right. And while granted, James Gunn is older than I am and he's old enough to have known better mm-hmm. uh, than this than this kind of shit. But I, you're you're gonna you're gonna get to a point in the not too distant future where everybody's going to have something horrific on social media somewhere that somebody can drag up. Yeah. And Absolutely. I think that. We get into. I, I don't think Disney should have succumb, if, succumbed to the pressure here. If I, they didn't vet him originally, then that's a problem. Exactly. But it's not his problem; it's their problem. Exactly. Well, and this thing too is like, if I were to, and I understand, like at my, at my current company, if I were to tweet some horrifically offensive things, if I were to, if I were to put any of this stuff on my social media, mm-hmm. I would, I would, and my company has made very clear to me that 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 will be my job like sure. if that if that surfaces they'll fire me that fast no questions asked mm-hmm. and i know the drill and i understood that's part of working for corporate america but i think i would have a huge issue if my company went back and found those pictures that i thought i burned and right. fired me for those right you know well i, I just want to make clear that the differences that you're pointing out about the Ro- the roseanne situation mm-hmm. and the james gunn situation are uh, they're apparent, and I'm not saying that I don't agree with those. What, what I'm getting at is Disney's trying to pick the battle they can win, and it, Disney cannot win this fight because for them to get into a discourse on this online, the, the, the fact that um, these internet trolls, these alt-right trolls, which is what they are, if they, as soon as they draw the equivalency and it gains enough traction, they've already won the fight because they've already planted the idea into people's heads that these two are the same. And you have to then work to unprogram that in people and you're constantly fighting against it. See, you can't get into a... And besides, they're just going to move the goalposts anyway. This is a fight you can't win. This is a fight that you lose and then... Unfor- and I'm speaking, like, if I'm Disney, I'm not speaking whether it's, like, yeah. you know, a good thing to do. I'm not speaking if it's a easy thing to do. Disney needs to go take a look internally how they handle this and what gambles they take moving forward and get their house in order before we get down into things like Captain Marvel because they're going to start throwing these things at the wall ad nauseum. This is just going to continue. And Bobcat Goldthwait came out in defense of James Gunn and said that uh, he would like them to remove his voice from a new ride they're putting out called uh, World of Color Villainous 
where he reprises his role as uh, Payne from Hercules. And he said, you know, I've got tweets in my past. Go check them out. Well, and this you is know? the thing, too. I mean, if we, if, we, if we want to start drawing this line here, let's talk about Tim Allen. Yeah. I mean, do oh, you want to... Yeah. You go back and look at... Forget tweets, man. You go look at some of his old stand-up. You look at uh, Bob Saget from Full House and some of the stuff that he did. I mean, mm-hmm. this stuff goes on and on. And I think where I disagree with you, Scott, is that Disney loses this fight only if they engage. Which they, they have. They already have. But they but, didn't... What I'm saying here is that, like, Disney can choose to fire Roseanne yeah. and then choose to not do anything else about this one at all. I mean, look, look, at, look at the way Disney handled the, uh, the, the gay days at Disney, mm-hmm. okay? The Southern Baptist Convention back in the 90s uh, when they were relevant uh, boycotted Disney and all Disney stuff, and Disney never engaged in that fight. Oh. They never did, and eventually, and after 20 years or so, the Southern Baptist Convention gave up because you can't... I mean, these are. The, I mean, even the Southern Baptist Convention, which, when it was at its most relevant, is. A, I mean, is a is a is a mosquito to mm-hmm. to something like Disney. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have to get involved in this fight. They can simply they, ignore it. But they've already swung back. That's the problem. Like, what happened to like having a, a board of directors to talk about, talk to, or yeah? And this a, was a, a unilateral te- decision here. Yeah, a team of like we're in this culture now where like these Elon Musk, these guys like Jeff Bezos, they're gonna they do this type of stuff where. They fire off responses like company-wide responses via tweet or via like quick marketing decision without actually, you know, consulting with with their team. You know, like if Disney would have actually consulted with their team and been like, "What is the best course of action here that we can take?" I guarantee it would have been like, "Let's fire this guy on the spot. Let's look at James Gunn. Let's investigate." I mean, we've all had jobs where you've run into some kind of like like conflict, and you'd hope that your employer sort of backs you at first or if not like looks into a situation before they decide to fire you right out without assuming the the, the, the customer whatever accusation they're making is correct and that's what's happening here like uh, not even a real customer just like a weird third-party troll has made an accusation that if they ignored nobody would have ever heard i'm wondering if kevin feige was even consulted on this probably not i mean i guarantee that this ha- it happens so quickly right yeah. you know and if they'd have just not responded no, it would have never became anything. And right? I don't. And I, I beg to differ, but that's. Well, yeah. I think. Well, I think. The, the, I, think I think the biggest problem here, though, yeah. is 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 now we've set up a now we've set up a, a, a precedent, a precedent yeah. here. You know, so like six years. So, her, I mean, so it, it didn't gross, start. It does, hang on, sorry, sorry, it doesn't start here. Like it starts with like Kevin Spacey and some of these other issues that aren't necessarily wrong, right? But it, it's it's already started where. Accusation becomes a, an accusation, not like not committed, but an actual. Ac- What's well, not word committed, but uh, <laughs> prosecuted. Prosecuted, but like an accusation becomes immediate grounds for termination, no right. matter what it is. Well, and that's to be fair, though that that in and of itself is not new. Correct. As a as a as a non-white male who has worked in with children for a good chunk of my life, uh, I knew the score, and if at any point. A kid accused me of anything. It doesn't matter what the truth is. Does not matter at all. Mm-hmm. I am done on that moment. And if I'm very lucky, I will not end up being forced onto a sex re- a sex offender registry. You know, and that was foremost in my mind a lot of times as I was trying to decide the best way to work with and care for the youth that were I was in charge of. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, not nothing for nothing. But I didn't have millions and millions to fall back on, of dollars to fall back on, yeah. uh, uh, and these things. And I doubt anybody is putting Harvey Weinstein or or Kevin Spacey uh, on a sex offenders list. Although I'd suggest that they have much more grounds for it. Um, but oh, yes, they are <laughs> absolutely. Do you think they actually got put on formal charges and put on a national sex registry? 
right Sex now. Yeah, Harvey's in court right now for rape. He's being prosecuted right so now. He's being for, but, for being a sexual sex offender. Yeah, we'll see if he actually makes the list. But it still hasn't happened, and we're talking. Well, he'll be in jail for the rest of his life, so it'll I, be fine. I, we'll see. Hopefully, I mean, but this, but that dude was like chronic. I mean, yeah. sorry, go on. We, that, that's yeah, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. We're going, we're going down a different rabbit hole. There. But that's the thing. What he did and what James Gunn did are completely different. They are completely agreed. different. No, agreed. And, I, and we've talked about this before when we talked about uh, Chris Hardwick and we talked about Joss Whedon. Yeah. And you've got, you've got two very different extremes here. And I would say that, that we're talking about James Gunn is actually even farther on the other extreme from Harvey Weinstein uh, uh, than, than what you have with something like, uh, like a Joss Whedon. Or, I mean, you've got a guy who literally just... Because no, nobody's come forward with any form of accusations that I'm aware of. Right. Uh, we've just got some horrifically gross tweets. Which, I mean... They're horrific and gross, as, especially as tweets. Right. If this was a person standing on a stage with a brick wall behind them with a spotlight and a microphone, they would come off as just really crass jokes. Right. Andrew Dice Clay, Sarah Silverman, you know, these... Bo Burnham. Yeah. Like, that's, I think, more where he was going with these things. Right. Is he, these were attempts at comedy, at humor, and at shocking people. This was it, not him actually saying that he was going to do these things to three-year-olds. Well, and during a younger time of Twitter, where like you had your your sort of your own audience, which would reinforce, like yes. the people that were on Twitter, they weren't. It's like, I mean, I know 2016 is one of the newest ones, but the majority of these are are, are much older. 2012 where, actually is the newest one. Yeah, 2012 is the newest one. So these are these are older older tweets, with especially Twitter being a young thing, where the the people that are on Twitter is it's a different. It, back then, it's a different style of person. This is going to be the demise of Twitter. It's a different culture. So, like, the people that are following you are specifically your fans. So, you could, you could say these things because you're, I mean... Your fans got your joke. Yeah, your it's fans siloed. got your joke. Exactly. Like, it's, it's, exactly, it's siloed. Exactly. But, but, aren't specific. We, but let me ask you, Scott, because I know that you're kind of sitting from a different perspective here. I mean, isn't, the, what, how, isn't this dangerous in feeding, the, in feeding these trolls and, and showing them that they have the power to be able to do this? Absolutely. No, I want to get Scott because because you said that you felt from from it's more on brand that they had to let James Gunn go that you agreed Here's, with their decision from a corporate from a corporate spec. So I'm curious, like, didn't we just didn't you just give these these people control? No, the trolls wanted to be castigated. They want there to be a large public. They were. I don't think they actually counted on them firing James Gunn. I think they counted on them saying no. We're going to be, we're going to keep him, we're going to stand behind him, we're going to all hold hands, and we're going to be behind our guy. And then they're able to claim, oh, look, we're being marginalized in society, nobody listens to us, they get to fall on that sword. That's always been their strategy, is falling on the sword and martyring themselves culturally. And Twitter is a great place to do that because it allows you to isolate in tweets like this into any way you're able to get it to play the victim. In this, this way, Disney is able to take the oxygen out of that fire before it starts. It's a, it, in a way, it's a bit of, and it's, I want to back up on this. Um, it sucks. There is, I don't know if there was really a right answer for it. But you take that momentum of, hey, you're not going to pull the trigger. They called their bluff, and they did it. And now, what, what do they have to work with? They don't have any sort of leverage. It's like, okay, it's over. Well, now they, they start digging about up, it anymore. Now they start digging up information on the Russo brothers. Now they start digging up things on uh, uh, Brie Larson. I just feel, I feel like you're winning the battle to lose the war here. I don't. I see. I see. They're going to pull the up way. jokes that she made on the league when she was playing the au pair that was 
making all these sexual jokes and stuff and say, well, that's inappropriate for, for this franchise as well. It's, it's giving them the opportunity to now tear apart any, any candidate that you put up for any position. Well, they're going to tear, I think even if they hadn't fired him, they would tear down any candidate anyway. This is going to continue for some time. I don't think it's a matter of precedent. I think they're just going to be attacking anybody they can. I don't think they see it as something's been said. So, so when I was, uh, so one day I'm, I'm raking my yard and uh, my two-year-old is outside trying to get on his big brother's bike. And so he's over in the driveway away from me and I'm raking the yard and I'm watching him for about 15, 20 minutes trying to get on this bike. And I... And uh, uh, I just about the time I'm like, okay, I need to go give him a hand. He he tries to get Take up. Take minutes. He, huh? he well, I wanted to let him try to do it himself, you know. So <laughs> he's trying to get up, but he falls. He he tries to get up, and he honestly, he just falls flat on his ass. And I'm like, okay, I need to go do this. So I go to put down the rake and turn when he jumps up, flips the bike on its side, and yells "fuck" at the top of his lungs. <laughs> now, as a parent, I've got two choices at this point. I can go punish him for yelling a bad word and for this little for this this outburst that he's got, uh, or I can just pretend I didn't hear it and move on with my day and, and let him have that moment and know that that's something I need to keep an eye on in the future. And I think that that's really, that really is where Disney is at. Disney's got a two-year-old that is screaming obscenities, and, and now they've chosen to, to engage in that. Uh, uh, you know, it's like, well, you should never argue with a fool because they'll drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, Disney is big enough and powerful enough that even if all of these internet trolls got focused solely on Disney, it would not affect their stock price by a penny. You know, like, I don't, I, I, I think that this was an opportunity because with, with a politician, a politician's got to worry about getting reelected. And yeah, that's something they got to be scared of. And, but with, but with, with, a, with a major corporation that owns everything you give a shit about, I mean, for all of the shit about The Last Jedi and these trolls coming out for it, mm-hmm. the, the Last Jedi did just fine. Uh, you know, I think that that's, I think that that's, that's where I think you, I, I, that's my concern. I think you've given them power and now yeah. it's just a matter of question to see what happens next. So, and we'll see. And uh, now just on the geeky side of it, on the fanboy side of it, now we've got to worry about Guardians 3 and the future of the Marvel, uh, uh, cosmic universe <laughs> i've seen that taika watiti has been like that'll be somebody they bring in so but that's neither unless taika watiti tells him to pound sand because yeah. i gotta be honest yeah. with you man if i'm if i'm if i'm anybody else in the marvel universe i'm sure taika watiti's got something in his background that they could these oh trolls yeah could dig you, up. Saw, you saw the jokes he pulled exactly yeah. uh <laughs> we'll, we'll see last thoughts anybody before we we wrap up on this little slice of joy? last bit i'll say is either way it's an awful situation and I hope everyone can learn something from this. Disney can learn something from this and just get something moving forward. So, All right. Professor Killjoy out, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Let's go ahead and uh, uh, slide into the back half here. Uh, not half. Sorry. Don't worry. Not half. Not half. Uh, our last little segment here. So let's start with our sponsors. First, we got JLMO. Uh, of course, you can find her at thejlmo.com. Quest Through the Ages, short story, absolutely worth checking out. We got our book recommendation, and Andrew, I believe you brought one for us tonight. Yeah, I think... Uh, so hey, I, Andrew, welcome back. Yeah, this is for geek's sake, and that's your microphone, the one with the red one. Yeah, I, I always recommend the book Drive by Daniel Pink. I think it's one of the great books about trying to figure out what it takes to get something done. And so I probably read it every other year or so. I use it in, in my work life, my personal life, and, and it's, a, it's just a, a great book about thinking, about creating, uh, and about going forward to get things done. Actually, no, I've actually read that one as well, and I got a bit, that, that one was great. And really, I think if you're interested in how people think and what motivates them, you get into Maslow's hierarchy of needs and all that stuff. It's a really, really 
really great read. It's not too long either. It's uh, it's like a little quick. You know, air, it's an airport book. It's an airport. I was, I was just a little bit to say an airport book. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's also awesome. make sure you check that out. That's uh, JLMO, the JLMO.com. Uh, you can find the McShane murder McMinister Mr. Right. Is that what you can find? Yeah. Nope. You cannot find that. I don't know what that is. So no, you can't find it. All right. Uh, up next we gotta do our celebrity death match here. Oh yeah. So this one comes to us. We can now officially reveal it was Mr. T. Yes. That, that snatched that third slot here. So every, this is for everybody. Uh, we have our celebrity deathmatch here. This is the mentor bout. So uh, we've got Obi-Wan versus Yoda. Oh. So two will step into the ring. Only one steps out. Who wins between Obi-Wan and Yoda? They approach it so differently. They do. They really do. Mm-hmm. I don't... I think it's a pretty. I think it's pretty clear, though. I think Yoda wins. I think yeah, Yoda, Yoda slaughters Obi Wan. I don't think Yoda ever loses. No, right. no, never. How old of a Yoda are we talking? Doesn't matter. I mean, yes. Y- see, y- Dagobah Yoda still okay. slaughters young uh, uh, Obi Wan in his prime. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody I mean, can argue me on that I, one? Fight I, me. I, I, Fight me. Obi Wan's never lost either. I mean. Obi- yes, he has. Obi Wan's lost a hundred times. This is not lost hundred times. Dude, did he you is, watch he, the Clone he, Wars? He retreated tactfully because he knows, right? The the greater purpose. Yeah, yeah. So his ass will keep retreating. Padawan <laughs> to the dark side. That is true. Well, I mean, so <laughs> did so did Yoda. I just had some issues with this Padawan. He did, he did. But you know what Yoda did? Hmm. Fucking murdered him. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yoda as a <laughs> Yoda as a Force ghost. Calls down goddamn lightning from the sky. Yeah, I think he goes with lose. He does not. I, I was trying, guys. <laughs> ah, there you go. I, I was trying, but obviously it's Yoda. Yeah. 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 Right. I yeah. preach. Oh, you were trying to give a little bit of a yeah, back and forth. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. This one was this one was pretty lopsided. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I liked. Yeah. That's it. So that was it. Uh, so there you go. Um, <clears throat> um, oh, I wanted to mention to you, by the way. Uh, you want to just step my mic? Just wanted to hit your mic. There you go. Throw that. Thanks. Uh, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but uh, my wife hates it when our neighbor, ne- our next door neighbor. She sunbathes topless in her yard, mm. uh, but I'm still on the fence about it. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Liz's mom. There. I cannot tell you how much of my soul died. Uh. <laughs> I said that, that, was, that was like an un, un, unre- unrequested, like, Al-sponsored lead <laughs> pun. Like, that was, I just, that was beautiful, honestly. Here's yeah. the thing. That was good. I you felt really like I... that on your own. I, well, look, I may hate the tampons. Uh-huh. But Liz's mom still puts in the, the, the money. She does. And I on think Patreon. we've all made com. Patreon.com. Yes, and I've been made it very clear. I will sell the fuck out mm-hmm. uh, and do uh, every single week. Yep. Let it not be said that I don't, I'm not honest about it, though. <laughs> True to my word and whatever it takes to get your money. We should do her first next week. You yeah. think we should do? We, should, we always do Liz's mom last, though. I know. She do it first. Hey, she, she deserves this, it. This is the last of our throwback episodes. This is it for FGS Classics. Yeah. Next week, week, we'll be debuting a new theme. I don't know if we are or not. Yes, we are. We are? Yes, yes we well, absolutely will The two technical directors say so, right? It's, it's got some work, I'm just saying. Okay. We'll, we'll got some work, but we'll get it there by next All week. All right. That sounds fantastic. Let's do some shameless plugs. Producer Dan. As always, you can find me at epiceventsorlando.com for all your DJ needs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, hey, Al. Yeah? You ever go out drinking? Never. I am a teetotaler. I'm kidding. I'm an alcoholic, and I probably have liver disease. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, next time you go out drinking, you know what you should do? You should get yourself a lift home. <laughs> is, Arnold, 
is audible.com, uh, the internet's leading provider of spoken word. That's right. Uh, and if you use Lyft, you should use uh, my code, uh, Dan45643. That's D-A-N-45643. Next time you use Lyft. And you will, you will show up in person to chauffeur them? To no, they'll get a discount. Mm, not as good. And yeah, I'll get they, money. But do okay. they, can they request you? Can they do that? Only if I'm nearby. All right. But if you're nearby and they, they put the, the code in. Buy, actually. Oh, the closest by, okay. <laughs> All right. So what we need you to do is just start tweeting your location so that we can time our lifts accordingly. Mm. All right. That seems like a lot more work than I was looking for. That's, that's you just want to get the code out there. Yeah. Right? All that's right. That's all I was trying to do. All right. That's fair. That's fair. My liver disease thanks you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eli. In the interest of time, I'll pass mine over to our guests. Andrew. Yeah. As always, you can find me at Epic Drafts Orlando. <laughs> Where uh, you can find some of your finest drafts and your finest drafts as well. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, but uh, reality, so give, give yourself a, uh, a nice drafting pleasure. So draft U.S. presidents as basketball players. Put together a starting five and a six man made up of only United States presidents. Ooh. Enjoy that. Yeah, that's a pool of forty-five to pick from. Yeah, so that, you get a yeah very tight very pool. Good. <laughs> very tight pool. Enjoy and that. there's only two that I could think of that I would want on my team. There actually is, I think, only about three that are really. And then after that, it gets pretty Listen, exciting. I'll give you a hint. Lincoln has the height. I'll give, you right. a hint. I'll give you a hint. Okay, if you want a bomber off the bench, you draft Harry Truman. Think about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Think about it. I see what you did there. A bomber off the bench. I see what you did there. Scott. Oh, I'm good. No plugs. No? no okay. Plugs uh, I'm Parties. I'm going to get the, uh, the real quick one here. Uh, the Expanse, actually. So I, yeah. I've been hearing about it for a long time, and I read the book and loved it. Yeah. Uh, and so I tried to watch the first episode with my wife like three times, and we just meh. And so I was, I, I was like, okay, we're going to commit. We're going to watch at least two episodes here. So we got to episode three, and now I am fully hooked. Yeah. This show, if you like some science with your science fiction, uh, yeah. I mean, just it is, it is insanely cool. The science is awesome. The, the, the storyline is... I mean, is, is everything you'd want for out of your massive sprawling... They call it Game of Thrones in space, and I feel like that's selling it short uh, because yeah. Game, of, Game, of Thrones, Game of Thrones doesn't have a, a tenth of the level of intrigue that you've got going on in The Expanse. Um, there's wow. just... You it think? doesn't. I mean, that's not what... Game of Thrones does a lot of things really, really well, but like... Like, imagine if half of the people were Littlefinger without all of the, the scenery chewing. <laughs> right. And then you're going to start to get to... Um, just he just gnawed. Just, he ate like mm-hmm, half that set. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you're gonna start to get there. But it is it is worth it. But if you if you decide to watch The Expanse, gotta commit to getting past the first episode because the first couple episodes do drag and it takes a little while for you to get into it. But it's absolutely Keep worth selling, it. Keep selling, Al. Keep selling. I'm just being honest. I'm being <laughs> I'm being honest with my plugs here. That's I'm gonna good. let you know what you're getting here. It's good. All right. Does that cover everything? Coming yeah. in at Jesus and Mary and Joseph. Two hours and God knows. All right. That's, uh, that's not surprising. That, that does feel like FGS Classics, though. It does. <laughs> it's not a classic episode unless we clear two hours for a goddamn episode. <laughs> <sighs> All right. That is going to do it for us. I want to thank the draft master, uh, Mr. Andrew DeSalvo, so much for hanging out with us. Uh, and Scott, of course, always for having uh, me. A pleasure, I guess, to have Maybe, you on. Well, well debatable. I mean, debatable. It's always interesting to have you on. Yeah, Two more episodes, I'll have my depression degree. Well, I just, I think, right? I think, I really want the episode with Scott and Brad uh, Hinton, uh, who's our senior depression correspondent. So the two of them on there, and we'll just all we'll just sob. For like, he did win the draft. Uh, that is true. Yeah. That's true. He has that to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. yeah way to go. Uh, one more reason. Celebrate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for us. So once again, folks, thank you so much. Make sure you ch- check us out on just all of it. Just all of it. 
Uh, you know where to find us. You know where to find us. Until next time, this is Al Sterling saying, Hokie religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. Yeah.